Hello, hello, everybody. We are the new show, episode one, Modern Comic Mayhem, where we're going to talk everything pop culture, spec, comics, everything awesome, with a drinking game included. So I hope everybody um, scan the code. There's a QR code. We've got drinking words. When you guys hear the drinking words, we'll all take a drink. My name's Kyle. I go by Kylo because I get to because it's just the way it is. Introduce yourself, everybody. <laughs> What's up, gents? Uh, Brian McClay, comic book Jesus in the house, uh, ready to enjoy the show. I'm You're Corbin, and I'm muted. <laughs> I'm the comic book barbarian, and I'm muted. Great way whoa, to start, whoa, whoa, Corbin. Whoa. No, I was stunned because it says busy guy next to it, and I didn't do that. <laughs> Kyle? <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but, yes, um, Corbin, uh, combo bearing on, on, on Instagram, whatever. I'm a busy dude. That's that's all I got. Thanks, Kyle. Wow. That was just stunned. Speechless. I didn't even unmute myself. Yeah, I guess we'll rock. Hey, what's uh, Marco? Uh, you probably know me from uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, been around a little bit doing a couple <laughs> different things. I see some people in there. JJ, hit me up personally. I can send you to somebody for that. Um, that's all I got. Matt? Uh, I'm Matt. Not cool enough yet to have a nickname. So I'm just <laughs> Matt. i'm solo wookie and uh good to be here good to see y'all and gonna be a great night i'm greg uh i I make books and uh talk to these guys on the regular there it is. <laughs> I make the books. I make the books. I make the books. I, make the books. <laughs> I, I sell the books. I do all the books. You got to give yourself a better intro. Gregory Schoen, ladies and gentlemen, for all you who don't know, who maybe didn't check us out when we were doing Absolute Geek, is a uh, comic book writer and creator. He's got a great book called Ray Gun out there that you can pick up now that for sale. And he's got uh, his first issue of his current book, The Rascals, is currently out. And he's about to r- drop issue two. Yep. Show us that book again there, Greg. So this is uh, issue one of the Rascals. The Rascals are a teen uh, pop punk band who is cursed by a demon. And uh, as they, uh, you know, go for their pop punk superstardom, they encounter and uh, deal with supernatural threats. And it's by myself and uh, a fantastic artist named Kurt Spurging. Very cool, man. Yeah, it's so available you- on Indiegogo. We we have the second book out. It's a limited edition artist edition where uh, basically we show you um, how we make something like uh, Rascals, which is really, uh, really high quality stuff, actually, um, especially for the, the, the market today. <laughs> and uh, the artist edition, you know, it gives all the basic line work. Um, it shows you how we go working Marvel style, writing a short story and then moving into, um, you know, breaking down the script and, and then how I, I go back in and put the dialogue on. Um, you know, if you do go to Indiegogo, check out the rascals. We're now in demand, <clears throat> which is really, really cool. So what it, does that mean for everybody that doesn't know? Okay. So like, Hey man, we're, we're learning too. So as we get more into comic books, because we're, Kurt and I are, you know, we just love comic books so much. Um, you know, for issue one, uh, we put it on Indiegogo. We didn't know anything about selling comics. We knew about making them, but you know, it's our first. It was our first go at actually uh, uh, trying to market and sell them. And this whole crowdfunding thing, the, this new market for comic books, is really hard to figure out if you if you don't know. So, um, the first book. We did okay, but the second book, we really learned how to market it. And when you sell a certain amount, 
when you when you basically hit your goal, right? Indiegogo will put your book what they call in demand, which means you can buy it forever on Indiegogo. If you sell an issue, I think it's every three or six months, it stays in demand. So it's kind of a really handy thing where this book is still being sold on Indiegogo, The Rascals, you can check it out. It's, you know, it comes with uh, five stickers that are fantastic. They're all band uh, oriented kind of thing. Like uh, album covers. This hey Matt, remember this was going to be the cover for issue issue two, mm-hmm. uh, but then we changed it up with the a really really kind of oh you did change it up huh yeah remember yeah really kind of more interesting thing in our our opinion we're gonna make posters of the issue two cover I've got and that's the, it man uh, I've got the Indiegogo here so uh, I'll share it for yeah everybody. bring it up um, I think you got it looks like you got, what you got two here you've got so uh, the the one on the right is the first one if you go to if you go to this one that's book two. Okay, so this is book one. Oh, no, sorry. That's Crossroads at Porksburg. Okay, Crossroads at Porksburg. Yeah, that's book one. That's book one, and then book two is right there. Book two. Yeah, book two should be the artist edition. There, There that's it. So if if you want, you can show the video, but that's the cover for for the second one, which I I just love. Yeah, there won't be any sound, so I'll just let it play while we're talking. Oh, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty dope. But uh, yeah, man, it's super cool. Um, you know, Kurt and I came from the background of what what people now are calling pitch and bitch, just whipping your 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 book together with an artist, spending a lot of money, submitting it to a publisher. And it's really interesting where this one guy recently told, kind of pointed out to me, with this market, you're selling directly to the people who would want to buy this book. So your customer base is right there in front of you right? The, the people that would, would want the product are there. But if you submit to a publisher, you're literally sending all of that hard work, time and money and effort to one person who's going to judge your work. That might, he, he might not be your audience, right? Or he didn't get laid the night before. Or something. I mean, he's hungry, you know, he doesn't want to look at another one or they don't have the budget for it. You know, they've already fi- finished their, their schedule, but your, your pitch comes across the desk. This takes that away from the creators. And, and it basically just gives them ultimate control of who sees the work, who buys the work, and whether or not you want to continue doing it. You know, it, 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 there's no publisher. We are the publisher. And um, there's hit and miss right now. But uh, there's literally guys out there making a million dollars selling books through this exact same channel. So Kurt and I are just going to do our best to, to consistently give you fun books and uh have the rascals out there in the public space man it's it's a fun time it's very it's very interesting um to talk about the time as as you say because um a lot of people are like you said making you know comic creators are moving over uh to indiegogo or kickstarter type things Mm -hmm. and um we were talking with uh another creator that just got done doing a kickstarter the other uh, indiegogo the other day and i asked them like at what point and i'm gonna ask you the same thing at what point did you think it was it became like okay for creators to start jumping over to self-publish like indiegogo kickstarter do you think there was like a, a a a certain point or a, when something happened. I know a lot of people talk about Ethan Van Skyver and him doing his cyber frog stuff. And he made a ton of money off of that. You know, whether you like his political views or not, the guy made a ton of money off of cyber frog. I think Scott Snyder did one. And a lot of these big name 
creators who have worked for, you know, publishers for big publishers for many years are jumping over to Kickstarter, Indiegogo to self-publish their work so they can do what they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question, dude. That's a great question, man. So I think anybody who's really into comics that says they don't watch your boy Zach and Ethan Van Skyver are liars. I think, I think, you know, those, those channels are really, uh, recently influential. I don't want to get into any politics. We, we, we do not talk politics. Kurt and I, in any of my work, you will never, you will never see any sort of slant from me where, where my, you know, political, whatever lies. And I think people. And that's awesome within itself. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, we don't believe in it. Quick reference. Yeah. They re-released the Animaniacs and it was so chalked packed heavy with the freaking politics i was like really man how, how do you escape this nowadays like come well, on I, man really yeah. i don't care what side you're on but yeah. i want to watch and, a cartoon. And it's, it's biting them in the ass isn't it i mean you know people people have been going nuts about politics and you you know the people who have shut up and just backed off and continued to make good things for people to enjoy uh those are the ones that are going to keep keep working really and keep keep being successful because i think the people and everybody has the right to say what they want and do what they want okay but i think the people who have been so political in their work you can't separate that person from their work anymore can you no so you know you get all these actors who have just been you know like trump crazy I don't care if you like Trump or not. I'm Canadian. I don't got a, I don't have a dog in that race, right? But what I'm saying is all you've seen from them for 4 years is them saying I hate this person. I hate this person. I hate this I hate these people. I hate this and this and you should think this and you should want this and you should not want this. When you see that person in a movie now, that's all you're thinking about is this guy wants me to do a certain thing. And I think the actors and, and the comic writers and the script writers and the TV shows that have just pulled away from that and continue to just make entertainment for entertainment's sake, they're the ones that are going to ride it out. Um, those are also the ones that are going to be really successful on a platform like Indiegogo. So to answer your question better, the influence really did come from those trailblazers like like uh, Zach and Ethan Van Schuyver because... Even if you, like you said, even if you don't agree with what they think, they are, they are making making a political political books without without their opinion in those books. Greg, hold on, we got some we got some audio things. Um, it's okay. your it might be your mic. Uh, if you want to unplug <clears throat> it and plug it back in, or just spin it. How's that? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So, so like I was saying, um, basically, it's they were the trailblazers and that that's where everybody who was watching their content on YouTube started to think to themselves, why not? Why can't I do that? Why can't I do that? You can, but it's just, it's coming from that mentality of, and I had it too. You're not a real creator unless somebody publishes your work. Ah, that's a great, Oh man, that is, so, you know, I probably would have done this sooner had I not wanted to be published first and have a first series, you know, published by somebody pushing my work for me. Yeah. So a published creator, there is something there. People took a risk, right? You know, yeah. you, you get a lot of perks by being, being able to say, well, somebody published my work. They printed my work. I didn't have to do it. Um, as opposed to the Indiegogo thing, the Indiegogo thing is so much more liberating. And, I, you know, you guys from the other show probably know, I always say, if you are a creative person and you want to make something, I'm super in your, in your court. Cause I'm exactly like, I'm, 
I'm exactly like everybody else who loved comic book. I love comic books, you know, and I want more good comic books. So I want more people making comic books. I want more people selling them. I want more people who like the same things making stories for me to enjoy. So I love this. I think it's also these um, these programs like Indiegogo, Kickstarter, and, and and what it's creating is creating a community of people that can help each other self-publish easier, right? Like when you think about self-publishing, like it's it's you got to think of all, so many things that you never would have thought of before. Okay, now I got to go find a printer, or now I got to you know like all these extra things you got to do. Does Indiegogo um, supply some of that, or do you still have Nothing. to go find that? Nothing, man. They don't. So they they just supply. It's like a shopping cart, and they let you sh- show your work. That's awesome. And, yeah, and and they have no influence at all that way. They they are an algorithm that you can manipulate, and the and the better we get at our campaigns, the better the you know our first first issue. We it was loaded. It's a great book. I mean, we're still selling it, and people love this book. Like you know, no complaints, kind of thing. Top quality. Yeah. Well, but, I know I uh, real quick. I know me, Matt, and, and Kyle, and uh, and uh, Corbin Solo. We all read that first book and loved it. We yeah, loved I mean, it, it, yeah. you know, it's it's. There's been no complaints. I like that. Right? Everybody's like, yeah, it's a fun book. That's exactly the goal. Yes. Um, but so 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 you're gonna. I mean, that's kind of interesting. You're, what I want to say is so. There's always print runs. So like issue two, when that comes out, or is that going to be like, if that goes in demand too, or do you want to be like the order though? Right? No. Uh, well, no? so, you know, first of all, Kurt and I can't understand why people don't fulfill campaigns. There's this whole, they, they do a lot of damage and there's really famous guys that have screwed over a lot of people using this platform. And that's, I think a lot of reasons why diehard comic fans are a little gun shy about dipping in. Right. Like you have to fulfill your campaigns. You have to have everything done. You have to know how much the printing is going to cost. You have to be able to afford mailing everything out. You know, you got to look at your margins. You got to, you got to create the work and also like a self-publisher, like you were saying, be able to step away and say, well, how much is everything going to cost? How do we make this affordable? What's the price point? What are we, what are we trying to do here? Are we trying to get a, make a million dollars or are we trying to get comics into people's hands? Cool. You got to know all that stuff. Um, and as for the print run, yeah, you print as much as you can with what you make, right? Look, COVID's going to end guys. This, this, this is, this is our reality now. It's not the reality in the future. So why wouldn't we print as many issue ones as we can because the extra money we just put right back into different perks you know we're gonna have posters next time we have different stickers coming you know we always we always give more than people think they're gonna get but we're right? comic guys we like low print runs yeah <laughs> but here's yeah. the thing you know, we we we're gonna have conventions again and we're gonna oh, need please. something to sell at our booth so you know instead of just having one or two why not have one to five rascals this is it come on you know, come on in, join on in. So it's all about future planning. There is a limited edition run, Kyle, right now, which is book two artist edition. There's only a hundred issues that we're ever going to make of that. So, yeah, you know, you get it. like he's saying, that's, it. that's what I'm thinking when he's thinking the perks, it's like, okay, cool. Well, how many people are at the, like, I don't know, was it a hundred? It's funny. You were mentioning all that stuff because Solo and I were talking, there's a book they were going to put out a star Wars book that was going to have all the, all the like original packaging for the toys and everything. And it had, six hours to go and there was no way they were fulfilling it and they were only halfway there and they weren't sending and they said specifically they're not sending anything out to anybody who gave them money if they didn't fulfill the whole percentage so like man that's kickstarter yeah is that so kickstarter? Yeah. Go, go, lets you lets you do i mean as many as much money as you make 
Yeah. If you, if you can, if you can fulfill on that much, yeah, then you can do it. You can take that money and you can actually send the book, even if you didn't hit your goal, which is what happened to our nice. first book because we didn't, it sounds weird, but what you want to do is you want to put your goal at like a dollar. <laughs> and so if Woo-hoo, somebody buys a book, you automatically go in demand and you oh, cheat nice. the algorithm to, to be like, Oh, this is a really popular book. They hit their goal in 10 minutes. Okay. And so you go, you go quicker up on the page and they market you more. That's cool. But yeah, um, this is is the limited edition book. It's got all the back backstage stuff. It shows how you make the book. Kurt and I really want people to make books. Um, you know, we, we're really supportive of people wanting to do this themselves. Um, and so we're showing you how to do it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I think this is great. Very cool. One there. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. This is the original one right here. So now do you wish you would have put your first book Ray gun up on Indiegogo? Uh, No, you know what? Because, Here's the deal, man. I think about ray gun so much. You guys have ray gun slides, right? If if anybody wants to see ray gun, which is my first work, and I love that story so much, it's it's published uh, through Arcana Studios. Basically, with ray gun, we started out, and this was the typical pitch and bitch project, right? I met Alonzo, the artist. He's an amazing artist. I mean, look at the work. Uh-huh. Um, we decided on the black and white format. We're gonna do. We're going to do six issues. That's the whole entire story. He loved the story. I love the story. And then I started going through Alterna. Okay. And with Alterna at the time, they weren't doing their, they weren't publishing in print. They were just doing um, online stuff. And I, I fucking hated it. It's part of my language, but I just, I absolutely hated it because that's not how I like to you read. fucking comedy. say fuck? Right. <laughs> I, I, like to, I like to turn pages and the book was written to be read as a comic. So, at, you know, a little comic writing tip is you always want to think what happens when you turn the page, right? So that I always want to turn the page and hope there's stuff on the next one. <laughs> so that is very wow. much, you know, it's, it's, it's Dad very joke. much. Um, was, yeah. Yeah. Sorry guys. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's a moment in time, right? So you With always want to have your page reveals to, to have something, whoa, you know, like this is a thing, or you can use that page turn to be in a different scene or even in a different time. It could be a million years later, but that page turn in your mind, when you do it, your mind is actually resetting every time and taking in new information. And when you're scrolling, you don't get that, do you? It's a totally different experience. So I hated it. So then I, I ended my deal with Alterna. Then we waited for a year and I just paid Alonzo to finish the work, you know? And um, then we got we lucky enough to get published in a, in a one book graphic novel, um, the whole entire six issue run uh, through Arcana. And because it got published at Arcana, I went to San Diego Comic-Con because I went to San Diego Comic-Con. I met Kurt because I met Kurt. This came around. Rascals. So, you know, you could always go, oh, man, I wish I had done that because I definitely would now, you know, because I know what to do. But again, I would not be a published scriptwriter. I would be a self-published scriptwriter. And there is a little bit to knowing that business, you know, even if you don't agree with it or you wouldn't do it again, it's good to have done it. I, I you know, I've paid my dues with Raygun. And Raygun is my heart and soul. If you read Raygun, that's the Rascals is very much like I said, a Marvel style work where Kurt and I, this is this is both of us, okay? It's it's not just me putting this in. All of the characters, all of everything to do with Rascals is 50-50 with Kurt, uh, which is great. And it works because we're we make each other laugh. But Raygun is is me. Yeah, Raygun full, full script, told what to put in every panel, you know, 
artwork comes. I don't like it. I want to change like this. This is what I had in my mind. This is really how, how I would want to present as a sole creator to the world. Yeah. So let's, can we talk a little about Ray Gun and, and one of its main characters that uh, there's a lot of people out there. This is a beloved man in, in history. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because when uh, we first talked to you about Ray Gun, um, we, uh, I, you know, I got one of the, the trades and um, I let my buddy uh, check it out. You know, he was over here. Oh, what's this? Oh, check it out. It's this uh, book, Ray Gun, And um, he opened it up. He goes, holy shit, man, this is awesome. And it's because he's a fan of this ca- beloved character in history, which is... Tesla. Yeah, Nikolai Tesla. And um, the the book the tale that you weave around you know that character and then the characters you create uh is done so well and um it was cool to see my buddy who's not into comics but is a is a huge tesla fan like um you mm-hmm. know he's got tattoos of him and shit you know that type of mm-hmm. shit yeah uh, he just fell in love with it and he's like dude you need to get me one to give to my kids and i'm like you got mm-hmm. it man and mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, tell a little bit about, about what Ray Gun is about. Ray Gun is about a, a, a troubled 10-year-old boy named Matthew Baker who finds Nikola Tesla's death ray and sets out on a journey of self-discovery that changes the world forever. Super cool, man. <laughs> Super um, cool, man. Yeah. yeah the, the thing about Ray Gun that um, I wanted to, <clears throat> to really stress is that everything in Ray Gun is real. So all the organizations are real. I didn't make up any quotes from Tesla. I didn't make up any locations. I didn't, I, I made everything real except for the ray gun. I even made the relationships between the people really real. You know, Matthew's mom is a drug addict and he's sent to live with his estranged father who he barely knows. That's the start of the story, you know? So it, it's a, it's a real, um, the, the influence for ray gun besides my love for Nikola Tesla, I went on a Tesla kick. i Man, I don't even want to talk about it, but it, it was <laughs> insane. But, um, uh, you know, the inspiration for Reagan was, you know, I'm an 80s kid. So there was Cloak and Dagger. There was Goonies. There was all of these movies that had these kids put in these fantastic situations in a really real world. Yes. E.T., Elliot's mom was a divorcee, you know, scrambling her ass off, you know, and, and you know, the brother's friends were like looking at her ass when they were waiting for pizza playing D&D, you know, like, how do you, how do you not put that, that that's, they, they made it so concrete and real. And then ET comes in the picture, right? So yep. my ET is the ray gun. So I just wanted everything around Matthew to be absolutely real. And when you put this fantastic element in it, it doubles it, it triples it, it quadruples how fantastic that thing is. And how he's going to alter things around him in this reality. So that's Raygun, man. Yeah, super cool, man. Great job. Um, yeah. <laughs> where can uh, where can people pick up a copy of Raygun? So they can order it direct. I know there's still copies left at Arcana Studios. So you can you can order direct from Arcana, or hey, you can get the whole thing on Comicsology now. You can get the book, and I think it's like four bucks or something. So I, w- I would really recommend if somebody wants a, a good story and, y- you know, you're into Tesla or science fiction or you want something for your kids to read that reminds you of the stuff you used to see. Yeah, pick it up. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um, nice. Here you guys awesome. go. If, if you guys um, want to check it out, uh, just 
like you said, go to uh, Arcana and you guys can there find it, is, it yep. there. Yep. And yeah, this is a, it's a nice, I have it. Uh, I think I have it over here. I'll, I would grab it if I could see it, but um, <laughs> okay. I got it. I can grab it. Hold on. Okay. It's, it's a nice thick book and uh, it is a great quality and uh, just a yeah, really is, good yeah. job on it. Um, so make sure you guys go check that out. It's, uh, it's totally it's worth cool checking stuff. out. Yeah. Very cool stuff. Well, on top of it, just being a creator in this world of 2020 um, is is crazy. And um, do you think that what we've gone through this this year has um, has? Let me put you in the big screen there, Matt. Um, what you've gone through this year has kind of where you've self published and stuff has been a good thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Are you kidding? Like, I mean, maybe, you know, definitely this is, you know, a terrible situation for a lot of people. As a creator, who needs a laugh, you know, more than than anybody right now? Who needs to escape? When there was pandemics in the past or terrible things happened in the past, you know, we're so coddled. We're yeah. so coddled You're and coddled. we're not. I'm not. We, everybody is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank right? you. <laughs> it's, it's the world this around guy. us. It's, it's the technology we have, you know, it's how disassociated we are to these tragic things happening to other people when, when, you know, it just used to happen in the past. People got sick, people died. There was wars, you know, that affected our, these countries directly, right? We don't have that. And all of a sudden we do, you know, um, it's, it's shocking the world and it's, it's changing things and it's shocking. Yeah. Look at Hollywood, right? Look at, look at the comics industry. Look, unfortunately, look at comic book stores. Look at the publishing cycles. Look at the marketing. It's all got to change. And it's all, if you're aware of it and you're looking for the opportunities and all you want to do is make people happy, it's a great time to be a creator. It is a, it is a fantastic time to be a creator. It, this is the time people need this stuff. So like you see, like you see, it's funny you mentioned that because like you see all a lot of direct, everything's going direct to media now, right? Like you can stream all this stuff, you can do yes. everything else. And you, and you obviously have to see that there's a distribution. Yeah, but you, yeah. Me and Kyle are in the same boat. I don't know. Just give it direct, straight in the vein, eh, Kyle? Right. Just, yes, sir. Uh, but like you see, like you see that you have to see the issues that's going on with some of the distribution with some of the, look at the big two. Like there's mm-hmm. distribution. Do you think that this is going to be like a, a big, like when this is all past us, you know, when better times are up in front of us, it, as far as your opinion is, is this going to be something that's sustained? Like, is this a new way of doing it? Are you going to see still more and more people jump over to this in your opinion? Oh, or? Dude, thank you. That's a great question. That's see, that's the thing where as you get into this, you start looking at it and going, Oh, 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 you know, like I get it now. And here's the thing. This is two separate markets right now. Right? So the big two previews, magazine image, dynamite all that they can't acknowledge this other market they can't acknowledge this other market right it's almost like it's like so yeah it's like the status quo is being changed oh it is right Uh, and there's millions of dollars leaving one market going into this other market but they have to not acknowledge it here's what's going to happen in my opinion and i'm an idiot so maybe i'm completely wrong okay what i just learned and what kurt and i just learned the other day and this is just from other some other dude right? Who's doing this? He goes, yeah, man, when your book's super popular and you know, if you just keep putting it out there, why don't you just offer retailer packages and do the cost, do the ROI on shipping 50 books, right? So all of a sudden now you're not just going, and I love it that I can just mail you a book because you like it. But now if a store owner 
is like, you know what? I bet you I could sell 50 of those rascals. How many guys come in with their kids and I have nothing to, nothing to sell them, right? How, how, how many of those? I bet you a lot. I know there's a lot. Well, why can't I sell the retailer a book that he can sell listed on the cover as seven fifty for three bucks? Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's the next big jump. And when, for a comic book? when that happens, okay, <laughs> in my opinion, when that happens and people yeah. start doing that, that's when they have to acknowledge that other market. That's cool. That's when they have to go, wait a second, you're bumping our books off a shelf now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get shelf. That's, you know, that's tough. That's tough. So will it disappear, that direct market, but, but, but whatever? I, I don't think so. But yeah. I think what, what is, it's going to pare down. It's going to go from 50 books from the big two to like 10. It's like the pop in water, right? Like, yeah. And there's point, nothing pop wrong had everything. That. And then water yeah. came in and they're selling water for whatever. And everybody's like, no, we won't take it. Exactly. And took over the whole door. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. 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 That's, real smart. that's, that's the next thing, man. And then, then they have to notice it. And I think we've, we've all seen what's happening and maybe we'll talk about it later or whatever, but they're, they're having to pare down all, all of their operations. I don't like right? pears. What's that? Are you kidding me? They're delicious. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. And, it. and that was a great question because when you start doing this direct, um, you know, crowdfunding, mm-hmm. like I said, I mean, I, it, it's easy to dismiss, right? But we came from the pitch and bitch. So right. we came, Kurt and I came from years of working with different partners and submitting to that one guy who might reject you or start stringing you along. And that's money and time right? It's 10 mm-hmm. years, guys, right? And then all of a sudden they go, or if you're really good, you can just sell to the people that want to buy your book. Right. So all of a sudden you go, yeah, I want to be a creator. I want to make things. I want to make people happy. I want to talk about my work. I want to talk about their work. You're just automatically allowed in. There's no gatekeeping as much as there's like a, a, a gate yeah, right. <laughs> out there. There actually is no gate. Anybody. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That's a huge way, great way to put it because forever you heard about gatekeeping, especially in comics. Industry it's there, like man. That. It's yeah. huge, dude. It's yeah. huge. Right. And it's, it's and bloody it's, terrible. It's, it's, a, it's eroding though. It's eroding now. Like, and, and, and people are realizing it and especially minority creators. Right. And, and the reason why I say this, Hold is on, Brian, of, I just want to correct one thing. Okay. Like I said, there's two direct, there's two markets now. So yeah. you're, you're kind of, see, your thinking is right, right? But that big two market is still bomb. You th- There's you no so? eroding that. You don't think that so? Gate is, no, not at all, man. That and the reason, why I say, the reason why I think the that- The other one is open. I That's think that they're, they're going to fail on their own. You know what I mean? Like they're killing themselves because they're not willing to. Talking about DC? <laughs> yeah. <look at> <laughs> they're doing DC a great is. job of it. They're doing a great hey, job. Hold on. Too early for this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what I mean. Like Hold they're destroying well, themselves from the inside. Actually, the publishing is. But you're seeing they're doing different stuff. Like the, what we're going to bring up in a second with Crossroads with this next with this next issue real quickly is like it's kind of I think that's going to what you're going to start seeing. Crossover. Crossover, sorry, is what you're going to start seeing. Like it might be something. Crossroads is a better title. I'm just going to give. Isn't that TLC song? I got TLC on the mind. He's gonna you're gonna see bone thugs there and everything. Yeah. Yeah, Raymond, I'm with you. That's 
yeah, yeah. Let's let's show DC some love though, man. It's been too much hate, but now I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I will get to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but the reason why I bring up the minority thing is because um, uh, drunk on drunken chat last night. Shout out to Mighty Mel and the drunken chat crew. Um, they had uh, a creator on like yourself that is doing um, you know Indiegogo stuff, but they are uh, um, uh, uh, it's a Latina uh, letterer and artist and um, a uh, um, uh, I think he's he's from Tucson, uh, creator from Tucson. Their whole thing was they wanted to create minority comics by minorities, and it was it was a, a very important thing for them to do where they probably couldn't have done that in the past because of gatekeeping. Um, now with all being able just to go do it on your own so easily, there's no excuses, right? Does that sound, does that, does that sound wrong for me to say there's no excuses or is that a good thing? I guess. Um, there's no excuses. You're exactly right. If you want to, if you want to do you're exactly right. man. If you want to do it, do it. You know, yeah. there's, there's nothing stopping you. If you go on Indiegogo, I mean, there, there's, you know, Cyberfrog, but, but, but whatever this, this people who have read it understand if they understand comics just by the cover stock, like, wow, that's a really quality book, right? Like that's, these guys know what they're doing. Okay. What's really awesome and really bad, but really awesome is that on Indiegogo, right, almost right beside our book will be like, like stick figure drawings of a kid, you know, somewhere in the world who's putting it up on Indiegogo and, you know, his 10 family members have bought it. You know, awesome. That's so. That cool. is so fantastic to me. Yeah, that they uh, can, they can wow. see Cyberfrog, and two <laughs> pages later is their work, and that kid is sitting there in her his whatever their room, right, <laughs> just drawing away, going, "I am oh, the yeah. next Ethan Van Skyver, right? I I I can I can kick his ass, man. I sold more books than him, you know. Like that's awesome. That's nothing but good. But that's would never happen at the big two because they have this level of quality, right? Which is great. They have a level of quality at the same time. There's this platform where there's no excuses. If you want, if you want to put your work out there on a market and you want to see how popular it is, do it, do it, just do it, get it out there, you know, show the world what you can do, work with other people, let other people see your work and have them contact you and be like, do you want to do something with me? I don't think that's my whole pitch for the Corbin train. So I'm glad you brought it up. I don't think people realize how important that that part of it is, that networking part. You just got this Corbin tree. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Greg. I'll tell you more later. (laughs) Uh, You know, the networking part and and the bouncing ideas off of each other and, and, you know, uh, uh, talking about creating in general, that, that creative environment is really good for the soul in general, just creating something, no matter what it is, whether it's yeah. art, uh, music, uh, you know, a podcast, whatever. Of course, that, man. That creative aspect in your life is so well, important, important, especially uh, in a, in a quarantine, you know, cabin fever time, like we're having right now. Of course, man. Yeah. Like I think everybody's got that outlet, right? Everybody's got that thing. Got so that thing. Corbin, is the train going to be run on you? You know, I just he would like to. You're trying to talk, thinking how does this work? (laughs) When you said it, that's what I was like. Hey, that's my pitch. I'm a creator. You want to work with me? You want to see what I got? Like that's the Corbin train. To be beep, like it's coming in. Like I want to know. I want to know what train goes beep beep. The Corbin train. Corbin train. (laughs) 
creative. I consider myself a creator. I'm the I'm the creative body. I work at a library. I can't afford a choo choo. My shit goes beep beep. <laughs> Okay, I messed up. Anyway, 19, 1968 Plymouth Roadrunner horn on his fucking train. <laughs> I just want people to see my body of work and to come work with me. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Preferably, you know. <laughs> but yeah, Greg, I, 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 that makes a lot of sense. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's nice, JJ. <laughs> JJ Maxwell says, uh, I discovered a couple of months ago there are a few podcasts dedicated to making a comic book. And that's kind of cool. Yeah, there are. Yeah. And and we kind of touched on there, uh, Greg kind of touched on a little bit. Um, some of these people that are doing YouTube stuff now are 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 doing a lot of stuff on how to make comic books. And and Greg also <laughs> talked about it. That's one of his things that he wants to do is to convince people to create comic books and how you can do it. And that's even better. Like being able to go to YouTube to to see stuff. Like, I have a YouTube channel. Where's your, what's at, your YouTube channel, Greg? It, it's really on the nose. It's called Comic Script Writing with Greg Shane. Okay. <laughs> and um, and yeah, I I very infrequently, but I will post something on there, and I'll like compare two issues, or I'll review a couple pages or an entire book, and go like, this is you know this is how you can write this. This is how it would look if you wrote it. This is how you look at your influences and realize what you liked about these things. You know what you want to take from them because as a writer, we all like the same things. Like I, w- I would guarantee that uh, all of us here are doing this because we like the same things, man. We're going to be able to talk as in- a very in simpatico. But as a writer, there's a lot of danger there. Don't fucking use those big yeah, words. Yeah, don't use those extra adult you're words. Right. You're goddamn wrong. <laughs> show, man. man. What? No, 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 no. Just because you're over there in Canada doesn't mean you can exactly. make a big ass word. in Japan, dude. What are you talking about? Whatever. It doesn't work here. You just had a guy go beat people on a podcast. You think we get that? Like, no. Come on. Dude. Anyway, no, no, no. we all like the same shit. And, there you go. And yeah, because yeah. of that, when you're a writer, there's a danger of you copying it. So you need to be able to break down where in your life you like liked it. What did you like about it? And then put that in your work. It. Right? <laughs> We all see that, right? <laughs> we do that. He's a catcher. Yeah. What's the He's a catcher. What's the line between copying and paying homage? Ask mm. putting credit, credit name on it. Giving credit, you know, saying yeah. uh, this is you know uh, inspired by the great ones before me, X Y Z. Yeah, but then there's genre. So how do you like? How do you? not put those people in a, in a category. If, and you know, it's better to like, I think break it down by genre and just be like that. Your story is a type of this. And as soon as you get over Fuck the yeah, ego, just, be blast like crossover, that, just throw everything in it. Yeah. Or Jeff John's just a repeat yeah. of things that were great done before him. That's everybody. Just throw it in and let everybody, you know? Yeah. 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 Everyone. So wants it's to stuff like that on my channel. As, on long, as long as you spell their names, right. Right, right. Make sure you yeah. spell their names right. Well, speaking of that, why don't we get into oh, oh, mm-hmm. Look at that yeah. transition. I like that was. Please, no more me. Fire. Yeah, I, I just want to have fun. Like, that's no, cool. no, no, it was... no. We gotta let him see the chat because we're laughing and he doesn't get it. But there's a lot of comments going on. Chat, chat is is fabulous tonight. They're doing a great. <laughs> oh, chat. really? Okay. Oh, <laughs> Greg, yeah. the chat. If you um uh, up in the upper right hand corner, it'll say comments. Um, yeah. And then if you oh, click God. on the right, yeah, you can see the chat. Uh, <laughs> real real quick, Greg, can you, can you tell us, give us a rundown real quick where you can find those books again? The right okay, down, so the um, 
in uh, the Rascals, you can get. I think we have fifty, about fifty left. Don't of you, the you just said unlimited? Edition. No, no. I'm just playing. Number dude. one is I'm unlimited. The limited edition is the book two artist edition. You can get that on Indiegogo. All you got to do is go to Indiegogo.com, uh, search The Rascals. Um, it's, it, it's a fun book, everybody. It's a really yeah. fun book, and it's worth it's, it. For it's American worth. money, it's like cheap as hell, too. So, yeah. you know, Except you yeah. have to pay this conversion rate on Indiegogo. Yeah, yeah and you got to pay shipping, but it's still compared to a normal Indiegogo thing. Very cheap. We're going to give you the book. The book is going to come with um, a sketch card. It's going to come with a... You know, and nice. Kurt does all of these by hand. This yeah. is not like a presence, whatever. He'll give you a, uh, an interior sketch signed. You get five stickers, Rascal stickers that are really cool. We got more new ones coming. So, um, yeah, check it out, Rascals. And you can get Ray Gun, uh, the entire series, six issue series, uh, in one trade paperback uh, if you go to Arcana Studios or you can go to Comixology, get it for a deal. Um, and uh, But you got to read it dig- digitally. I, yeah. Yeah, trade off. Sucks. I only I only do my porn digital. Uh, really? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking, right. speaking of porn, crossover, crossover, comic book porn, cross and porn. crossover. Yes, yeah, comic porn. book porn, but you know, porn for the comic book fan. Crossing over with comic yeah, book yeah, porn. Yeah, I all just, together. Just, yeah, drop it. That's yeah. I got nowhere to go. I got nowhere to go. I was trying. I tried. I tried. Swinging. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why the left outside? Not the only thing. Corbin's swinging. Okay, let's go. So, I, have you guys seen this? This is BB. I just literally <laughs> brought up last week about uh, Brian K. Vaughn and where he's been. Like, where has Brian K. Vaughn been? This, According that, to Donnie Cates, he's dead, bro. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, according to Don. Well, we don't know if that's really him or not because he mis, misspelled his name. So, I don't know how much you're referring to and you're telling the guys. Your guy's dead, but this is definitely cover two. And I'm just thinking that that blank variant co- or the blank sketch cover. Well, hopefully, this goes up then. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. That sketch cover is a thing to get, right? Because everybody's going to, when cons open back up, people are just going to have every dead and like half dead and Thelma and Louise artists drawing on those things, correct? Is that what we're feeling on this? That's I, why don't, I got the, I don't know. I'm, the King in Black It's f- <sighs> for that reason, for a cool sketch on it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like sketch. I don't know if sketch covers are th- still a big thing anymore. Like, I don't know. Okay, who's think, making this? This is Image. Yeah, but uh, like creators. Oh, this is Donny um, Cates. Donny Cates. Yeah. Okay. And who's the artist? Uh, Jeff Shaw. But they have different people doing the covers. Uh, for instance, they've got a really gorgeous uh, McFarlane cover for issue three coming. Oh, I can't wait for that. Really. One. Yeah. What's yeah, the premise we'll here? What's that? What's the premise here? <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded question. Um, oh no, because guys, you got to remember, I like, I, I get comics late anyway, yeah. and then they're like, like, so like twelve it, bucks. It's pretty much. So I don't really get heroes them. from every comic book company have exploded into the real world, starting a giant war. And now it's like oh. our reality has merged with their reality as those heroes are fighting and they're killing people in the, the real world and kind of how everyone's dealing with it, things, things like that. But so they put it, them in it, a dome. Yeah, they put them in a dome. But it's, it's characters from Marvel, DC, really? Image. Yeah, they actually got all licensing rights. Yep. Yeah. Not for all of them, certain characters. Wow. Like, 
Spawns in three. Wow, if he's wow, smart, he was. He is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it seems like they're just merged. So it seems like they're just going to start merging in everybody that he can into into some of these books. It, it, they're doing like a dome thing, but then they're sketching out. They're talking about a lot of stuff. They're cover, some of it covers like some of the history of comics before where they play like pawns on like the, uh, you know, when there was no more uh, comic code and stuff like that. The first one's interesting. Then they started like it's. There's a lot of cuts in it. There's a lot of like comic book stuff in it. Like they did the the dot printing. They did yeah, like I said, they did Kirby the crackle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, they did all that type of stuff. And then you definitely see images that definitely look like they're different type of uh, big two, big three characters. And then this one, obviously, they bring up Bob. But then there's other characters. Too. There's other writers. Too. Who are the other writers that we're talking about in this? Snyder, Zdarsky. Yeah, they're talking about. Um, <laughs> Chip Zdarsky, Scott Snyder, and Robert Kirkman. Yeah. How, how in what way? That they're dead. It, yeah, that they're, they're dead. Because they're, like, the comic book, create. this whole thing is, like, the panel from issue two, He it's, like, a, C, a CNN report reporting on events, and she's reporting that they found Brian K. Vaughn dead in his apartment, <laughs> and that Scott Snyder and Kirkman and Chip Zdarsky are still missing. So it's like they, these creators of these books are are being attacked by the heroes they created, and dude, that's and, hilarious. By the way, this is too. this is not the first time that they've written a comic book about named comic book creators dying. Do you guys remember when they put out the CSI comic book back in the early two thousands? And it was about, I think it was like Rich Johnson was being, I think either Rich Johnson, they found Rich Johnson dead and, or Rich Johnson was being accused of killing a bunch of comic book writers. And they named them just like this. So if you guys want to check that out. It's a, I uh, hope that if Brian K. Vaughn gets some sort of royalty check from this, he spells his name wrong on the check too. So he can't cash it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. But that, you, think, you think he just did that as a jab just for shits and giggles or did they confirm that it was like he just doesn't know how to fucking spell <laughs> the end i don't know dude I mean, we gotta assume the latter right yeah i would assume he'd do for shits and giggles like i'd spell corbin's name wrong if i had him put it in my oh, wow that's just <laughs> enough to take me off too <laughs> how, how'd they spell it uh, it's it's spelled the v-a-u-g-u-a-n i believe just, just blame it on the big scary. Everything else today is blamed on that. But this brought up a good point. This brought up a good point because, like, what you know, when was the last time we thought? You know, of course, Paper Girls. Obviously, you showed that already. We thought about that, but it's been kind of off the. I mean, I know they're. Are they casting for that now? They're casting. Yeah, they're right? casting for. They just it. forgot an A. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Aaron, that's a good one. Yes, I forgot about that. I was just reading that a couple of, what weeks ago. The oh, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. It's in yeah. the chat. Um, yeah, because he comes out of it afterwards going for the creator writing the book. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Here you go. I did not know this. Shout out to T-Bone for saying that the, the reporter is uh, Megan Crystal Hutchinson. Geek. Are you kidding me, Crystal Geek? That is crazy. <laughs> there it is. K-O-R-B-I-N. Uh, no, you are you screwed for that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how Donnie Cates approached these other guys and said that he wants to kill them in the book. I bet you they were totally all for it. They're like, hell no, yeah. No, for sure. But I oh. want to know, like, was it an email? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, they are. Because it's already, it's already started where uh, Chip Zdarsky uh, tweeted at Scott Snyder and he said, how do you think we went? Do you think we went out on the lam? And Scott Snyder reposted a gif of the end of Thelma and Louise where they jumping off the cliff. <laughs> oh, the that's garden. hilarious. So, yeah, they're that's all, funny, all for it. Yeah, I love Wild the Last Man. I really do. I like that one. I wouldn't see if that was me. I wouldn't tell anybody. I would just 
write it in like that and let and just let it be a surprise for everybody. Let him find it. Oh, did you see what JJ put there? <laughs> oh, he got jokes. He got jokes. Um, when they did the the when he did the crossover thing for Image, that was his wife that was there. Like she was the one interviewing him. Yeah, she was, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. All right, which is good. To give her, which, to talk to him. yeah, yeah. She's gonna be on Comic Book she's Women, have women too, of this month. Nice. nice. Yeah. Pow pow. Look at that. Show to tune into that one. Yeah. All right. Next. Do you think that's going to do anything to the, like, like you were saying, Saga? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking is like, how many people are going to be Saga? Because we started looking at that again. Do you think it, like, you know, Saga had that big hiatus for a while? I think people, sure, why and Paper Girl are two because you hear about that type of news, but like, Saga had fans, like, a, a lot of fan support for it before. And I'm wondering, like, is Saga going to now get a little, you know, the market's so weird nowadays, right? If you, if anything shows up, if any name shows up, if any book shows up, if any reference to a character shows up, just the, the books go crazy. They just go crazy. So do you guys think like this is going to like add on to maybe like a saga? That. Oh, that's number three. That's a great cover too. Pretty and they sad. did a one in 100 sketch variant, which if you guys know uh, sketch variants, McFarlane is one of the best people to do sketch variants. Um, so it's a gorgeous and it even left the blue, uh, pencil lines in there, you know, from his program and shit. It was, it's really cool. Let me see if I can find it. What, what, what Marvel characters are in this? What DC characters are in this? Shazam's in it. Um, you see like the outline of Superman in issue one, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't quite revealed. There's a really cool cover for issue one where it's got a, like a hundred characters on it, but they all have different colors instead of their normal colored costumes. Was it two that had the Shogun warrior type character on it too? Or was that three? Three, three, the regular cover for three has the, um, the Shogun warrior thing there. You guys can see it. So, um, it still, it still looks like a a gun. Robotech, whatever, yeah. one of the two. Um, but uh, the McFarland cover is, uh, I think it's just a regular B cover. And then the, the one in 100 is the sketch. Let me see if I can find um, sketch. Absolutely beautiful. There it is. Yeah, Aaron, that's interesting too. Yeah, that's uh, that's taking a big hiatus. And Seven to Eternity has been a mess too. Yeah, there you guys can see it. One. I really love it, man. I'm I will own that book. It's selling for about two hundred dollars right now, um, pre-sales. Yeah, I, you never know. Like Spawn variants hold value. Um, some some don't go up in value, but when they do, if the ones that do, they they hold value. So um, I don't know if this is one to buy in right away or to wait till after the the hater wave or the you know the seller wave reseller wave so it's beautiful though absolutely gorgeous i just I like how it's like, Thanos 13 never to fucking wait yeah yeah i just like how it's like him reading the book over her shoulder <laughs> yeah like putting a battery in her back did you see that no i didn't see like putting a battery in her back but it's not like he's trying to reach like over teddy ruxpin yeah he's putting a put in the battery in her back <laughs> Interesting. That's what Corbin wants to do on the train. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy. It's not a battery. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was good. All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'll give you that, Kyle. Make up for calling me a busy guy. <laughs> you are a busy guy, Corbin. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, I am. What What are we? Okay, so that's crossover. 
lot of batteries to change. I mean, listen, you got you got to restock. To. Yep, call me Energizer Bunny. Says no one ever. Um, so, well, you we were talking before the show, Corbin. Corbin, you were talking about a Comic Con that's going on right now. Yeah, yeah. Some future state news that was coming out of it. What? Yes. So right drop, now, drop some knowledge on us. Brazil is having the CCXP Con, um, which I never heard of before. I did check it out. Uh, if you go CCXP conference online um and go click on it and actually i like the interface but it'll have to translate it's kind of wonky there but you can kind of see the events that are happening anyway for whatever reason dc is there and the reason why it's big is because they're sharing more about future state which i first was wondering why they didn't share that during you know new york comic-con or anything there but as we all know dc doesn't know what the hell they're doing so this probably wasn't even an idea then point being they are working with that now there you go so earlier i went on this afternoon and it was still live so it's playing but it'll be running through tomorrow um, through the end of tomorrow. And they shared more about the Future State event that will be coming next month, and they announced a handful of titles that will be coming out of that event that are actually going to continue on. So, for example, there's no plans for Batman as of yet, the next, the new, the next Batman, but there are plans for Justice League Dark, Suicide Squad, uh, Swamp Thing, and new series for Green Lantern and the Teen Titans Academy. And so these series are already greenlit to spin off of what's happening with them from Future State, with the same creative teams kind of taking over and continuing that along. So there's at least some information now that we talked wait, about. Wait, 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 wait. So yes. Future State's going to go and then these creative teams, exactly. when they're it comes continue. back, they're going to be the ones writing the, the new story when, it, when yeah. it goes back on track. You said it, exactly. Because before that, we didn't know. We thought, okay, Future State is a one-off. It's a future, alternate, whatever, you know, limited event. That's done from January to March. And then March, they'll go back to their regularly scheduled titles. Apparently, no. Now, DC is revealing that they're going to go back to their regularly scheduled titles for most of them. And some titles are going to spawn off of the series that comes out in Future State. So, more confusing, I guess. Um, There is at least uh, more information on Swamp Thing uh, that's coming out. So, I I think that's kind of fun. That will be continuing on from the two that they do. And so, that's going to be... um, Ram V and Mike Perkins, and they're going to be coming back and, and using that two issue spawn, uh, not spawn, two, they're going to spawn off of the two issue Swamp Thing run that they have. But they're also doing uh, Suicide Squad with Robbie Thompson and Eduardo, uh, I'm butchering that name, Edgardo Pancia, excuse me. And that is going to be basically almost a ripoff or a lead off of two the Suicide Squad movie coming out this year. That's almost exactly where it's been rumored to kind of link off of. So I'd be looking at that maybe close to if you have any idea of like where the movie's going. That's widely been rumored to be just directly trying to either take some of the success off the top or like align itself with the movie moving forward. Especially since you are going to have that. I'm sorry. That's after yeah. I, can't follow, I can't follow DC worth a damn. So no, you're saying that uh-huh. that Suicide Squad's following when they're done with Future State. They're going to go into Suicide Comic Book by who? Yes. Then? Okay, so the te- the team behind us is going to be Robbie Thompson and Eduardo Pencia. Edgardo Pencia. Pencisca. Butcher that four different times. Anyway, they're the, team. <laughs> they're the team that's going to be doing the title during Future State. No okay. real news on like the team as of yet, although they have like a Batman knockoff character. It's going to be interesting. But they're really playing on the Future State event of, oh, well, we don't know who we might kill off, which is coincidentally exactly what Gunn is saying about the movie. I wonder and, what they're going to do if if it ends up being sh- like shitty stories with these creative teams. For real. Like what happens? That they're like, fuck, 
we really made these shitty. Mm-hmm. We they're can't also, let these guys keep writing shit. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. And obviously, uh, picture is you open the mm-hmm. DC boardroom doors and there's just fucking monkeys and gorillas and shit hanging and like swinging from the lights and woo hoo ha 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 Pick with it, that South Park these dolphins, with it. And I don't know yeah. what if what if this turns out well, to be really good and it saves DC. Yeah, well, I think it'll be that awesome. Would, that too. would be awesome. Yeah. I like one thing they're doing, but I here's the a problem. guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> not you, Kyle. I hope it does work out, but it just no, I do every, too. every week they keep trying to change what they've already changed, mm-hmm. and it's like, look, you got, you got to get some focus in your boardroom or something yeah. because now you're changing it again, and you just changed mm-hmm. it. And like, here's the thing: the, the the new one, the new Suicide Squad that they're putting out, the comic series, is not so far. There's no Harley Quinn. There's no uh, Deadshot. So I guess they can really continue on with that whole. Oh, we don't know who's going to die. But one person who is featured in that heavily, at least so far, is Peacemaker. And obviously, Johnson will be playing him both in the movie and in the HBO series. So we know that he's pretty much safe. But I'm again hopeful that okay, they can use the the comic. To flesh out his character, flesh. Nobody out cares about board. future state. Listen, it's I do. <laughs> Red well, Red I'm, X not here, I'm not here to fight. Red X is cool. And I'm also, can we pull up that picture of a? Can we pull up that picture of uh, the one picture? You just let him there? talk for like so. You know, he's just, what, what picture do you want? You let him, let him go. I got that. You let him go for so long, and then he just drops it. That Nobody one. gives a shit about this. <laughs> I, they, 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 all the time, Greg. They build me up. They made me think I'm working. Then, boom, we don't give a fuck. No, nobody um, cares. Fucking Kyle's the joy taker. It's a weekly <laughs> event. He's like, hey man, get your stuff in there. Want to know what you have? Freaking man, it's useless stuff. <laughs> but just all kidding aside, um, there's been a lot of talk about the new uh, Nightwing and who that is. And so, obviously, Red X is getting the talk of of the town Isn't of any gonna be Dick Grayson? they're saying that it, okay here's the the rumors about it most of it most people think it is Dick Grayson um if you can zoom in just a little bit under his right arm or the one arm that's visible you do see a firearm which like a holster which makes you go okay like oh, that's not good. something that nope it's uh, not fucking Nightwing if it's not Dick Grayson. You know, it's just another guy with a different suit. But well, then again, he, exactly. So that's where they're thinking okay, it's somebody different. But the problem is like. I mean, Dick, Dick Grayson hacking a sidearm is not exactly Dick Grayson like. But if you look at other pictures that have been out already, um, it's including early the early uh, leaked cover for, or not the early cover, but the early cover for Teen Titans One. It shows a person who looks very much like Dick, minus the the Deathstroke like mask, reaching for said mask. So Dick Grayson is my favorite DC character. Uh-huh. Uh, the original, because I I just think it's it's the coolest thing to think you're a little boy, right? You're a you're a already an acrobat. You know, you're super athletic. Parents die. Oh my god, it's terrible. Now you're the ward of this like multi billionaire who's actually Batman, and your whole life you grew up just training to be the best superhero in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that's why I really child, love him. His first and, six months were like Jesus. Why? So, yeah, come on, bro. What island is he going to ship me to? My thing would be break his back or something, or break his leg, <laughs> and then do an arc where he can't be physical, and like he has to rely on the two things that he has. He that one he uses to get laid quite often, which is interesting. You know, he's got to use his charisma, right? He's got to use the people around him and the network he made, and then the other one is the detective skills he learned from Batman. 
So instead of playing him off as this acrobat, like they always do again and again and again, make him a detective and make, and then make that arc or whatever storyline of Nightwing where he actually has to use his brain and his charisma to figure out something or, you know, defeat the big bad. I always thought that would be the best. This is so not interesting. You know, the future state of that is when he gets into porn. Damn. Okay, Greg. Tell him, man. Hey, it is. I mean, it's just another guy in a mask, right? Like, it's cool. I'm sure the reveal is going to be nothing, but I I think that the the hope is that the stories will be fleshed out. The problem is you're only doing two issues of title. So that's where I'm with you, where it's like, okay, you're not really going to be there. Definitely is not going to be a mystery to this. You don't have the time for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. But but that's what I'm at least hopeful for. Uh, it's interesting, of course, that DC went from 5G to now future state. But don't worry. It's just a one-time thing. will be done real quick um, to, okay, no, we're going to have titles spinning off of that. And they may align with the future movie that's coming out this upcoming year. I think they're working as they go. I'm just trying to share as it happens. I mean, that's no, all we got. No, I mean, no, no. Doing Red this. X looks like yeah. he's punching his own face. He does, though. <laughs> that's I mean, the fact bit. that this is stuff from a Comic-Con in Brazil should tell you everything you need to know about their plans right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't not think about that. It does look like he's punching his face. JJ made a comment that, you know, it, the gun is in line with his character because he used a gun when he was Agent Grayson. Yeah, yeah but I thought we were trying to move away from that. <laughs> like, like we're gonna, we're trying. Oh, I guess yeah. you're evolving the character. You gotta have all aspects of wasn't everything he, that's happened to him, right? You're going to the future, agent so. thirty-seven or something. Rick Grayson, agent, whatever. I mean, yeah, I guess that is true. I just feel like, especially in future state, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Especially in this future state, off. like you're trying to do a future thing. Like you're gonna go back. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know. I, that's not one of the books I was excited about picking up anyway. Man, now I can't get him not I can't get him punching his face <laughs> out of my head. <laughs> it's like, one of the mechanics in the in the comment that like punching his own face. Dang uh. it. But um Well now, yeah. I mean it looks like you might as well call him night shot. But now but now that they're saying that it's his new partner, Red X, it will is it Damien? Is it Damien? Remember Ralph uh, the Mouse be- from Happy Days? And he used to always bite his own fist. You'd be like, <laughs> it definitely No, because I'm not a million years old, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Greg. Fuck there you go. Man. I'm sure you do, Get Ted Nugent. Goddamn lawn. Yeah, I'm sure you do, Ted Nugent <laughs> down the corner. When's the safari? <laughs> Whenever I fucking want. Hey, real quickly for. though, and I hate to defend DC because I think DC sucks. No, Marco, but, please do. But if you if you do recall, the one thing that's interesting about this, the one thing that is kind of interesting about this is when Marvel was going through the now new new now 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 new 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 now now new. It seems like a lot of what DC was going through, and the one thing, no, I mean you can laugh at it all you want, but the one thing when Hickman started writing those Black Order books and all that stuff into Black Order, it was to base to produce stuff that they could link up with the movies, and you could say whatever you want, but like, Ooh. that was like the new format to go in to marvel and kind of was what picked stuff up because then all of a sudden people were going back and hunting those black order books and they were hunting back a bunch of other stuff and then they could go from there and bring on the dc the donny cates and they could bring on and then brought hickman back and stuff like that but that's which, hickman, got, which hickman run is that is that the one with it? the avengers when he was writing all the yeah. avengers yeah oh so that was good man that was yeah. yeah that was amazing yeah so he originally like if you go back and look at some of that stuff and like everybody was clowning on like Everybody was clowning on Marvel at the time, right? It was the new, new, now, now, new, now, new. Yeah, I mean, I get it, man. Like, I get it was ridiculous. But at the same point, he was, that was like the format he used, okay? He used this format where he's like, well, I'm going to start writing stuff that can be used in the movies. Because if you could write stuff that can be hit in the movies or on the TV shows, people are going to go back and buy it. They're going to sell it. And then I'm going to become 
I mean, he was a good look. I'm a fan of him anyway, so I'm kind of biased. But when you see that interview when he's like, yeah, that's purpose. I did that so that they could use these characters in the movie. And then all of a sudden Black Order shows up and was it Avenger? What was what was it? It was when Thanos came over. Was it uh, Avengers 2? Any anybody yeah. who writes something like Infinity Manhattan War? Project, you got to pay attention. Yeah, to. I like you, Manhattan. You, you got to you got to say, okay, this guy is, yeah, like Any so smart. talented. You yeah. know, you got to look at what he does. And when when he did that for Marvel, I think a lot of people slept on it, like you said. And I think a lot of people didn't understand what he was doing. He was taking an acknowledgement of the Marvel universe and letting people acknowledge there was multiverses and yeah. and crashing everything together with the beyonders and all of that shit, mm-hmm. you know, and ending it with his secret wars run, yeah. you know, was genius. And then he took that long break. Right. I, I don't, I don't know anything about the new X-Men stuff. I'm going to go well, back to it. Yeah. Later. He wasn't taking Well, Bro. he's still doing East. You gotta remember, he's still doing East and West at that time. Was, he's already started East. east and West. Yeah. And, you know? He's, yeah. He's I mean, West through the run and yeah, that type of stuff too. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people slept on that of Ender and then those books actually became pretty big. And then that was kind of like the new way to go through stuff. So like, if the truth is that that's what they're saying and they're starting to have these writers have that mindset, I don't care about the boardrooms or all the other stuff. If you have the writers have that mindset, because to be honest with you, Marvel was a mess and it still kind of is a mess. They just have a couple guys that are like, bleep it. I don't care. I'm going to write what I'm going to write. Like, look what Donny Cates does. You think Donny Cates is going for approval uh, up to Quesada or whoever's in charge? No, he Not anymore. He's not doing any of that. He's the bad boy of comics. He doesn't have yeah, to. But- but Hickman's not the bad boy of it. And look what he did with X-Men. He just literally tore the whole thing up and was like, yeah, we're redoing it, dude. We're just, we're going. Well, I think that's what he was brought on to do. He was brought on with that goal, <laughs> George is with that fire, goal in mind to get the X-Men universe. Um, Darth, Darth Lopez, a big fan of our show. Uh, hilarious, man. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. Is secretly running DC now. <laughs> I mean, might as well, shoot. He can, maybe I missed it, Corbin. Me like once or twice a week uh, to complain about Kathy Kennedy. I swear he does. I swear he does. I swear he does. Maybe, maybe yeah, I missed it. give me that bubble crap, so. Some oh, thank you. Sorry, guys, I got to interrupt. Thank you, John. Uh, I won't say your last name to, to protect your identity kind of thing, but um, oh, yeah, a good. guy just watched this program. He's yeah, watching with us right now, probably, and he ordered the book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's 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 the that's power of the direct market, right? So I'm, I'm talking right to my audience. Thank you, man. I hope and you enjoy that, it. Greg is going to send you a personalized selfie. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe I missed it. Your description, Corbin, uh, is Red X and Nightwing teaming up together? Yes, yes, they're partners. Yes, they're partners in crime, which doesn't make any. Just suspend reality for a second. There, I see you trying to really think this through solo. Don't. I, well, I really, really like Red X, so I, I'm hoping that they really bring out a, a bomb red X and I really like Nightwing, but I don't see how they, I don't know. It, I'm, I'm um, trying to put I my mean, mind in it and get behind Nightwing. it. Cause I really mm-hmm. like the two characters. I just, yeah. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I feel I'm you. Pulling for you Corey. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Th- hey, I'm, I appreciate the love. I'm going to run through one more thing. It's not a picture for it. Uh, actually, Matt, we were talking about this. Well, early in the week on, 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 uh, in a messenger, an app, whatever point being, um, DC related, not really, but DC has been running with, a lot, if you've noticed, over the past, well, this past year with Crisis and Wonder Woman 84 coming out. And uh, recently, Ale- um, Alex Ross was uh, being interviewed on the Word Balloon uh, podcast. If you guys have heard of that, definitely check it out. Yep. And he was griping, and, and rightfully so, about him feeling that he got screwed over by DC. And so the quote he was saying that basically they, 
in Brandon Ralph's uh, Superman, they borrowed the Kingdom Come uh, costume, the Kingdom Come version of Superman uh, in in the Crisis, and that maybe the reason that they did that, obviously, Superman really didn't have that that Kingdom Come story didn't really have anything to do with it, but because whether they were not willing or able to do a deal with Brandon Ralph off of the Superman costume that he wore with Brian Singer, um, that they didn't want to pay out to them, so it was just cheaper to take. Alex Ross and Mark's way, Mark Wade's work and use that without paying either of them. Um, and then he also went on to explain that if you look at Wonder Woman 84, that iconic, you know, armor that she takes off in the costume is ripped straight from Kingdom Come as well. Um, the Batman from Crisis, uh, Bruce Wayne being injured in his back, again, straight from um, Oh Kingdom man, Come. yeah, you're right. I and, totally yeah. didn't notice that. And yeah, you're even, completely right. And he was saying that even the Batwoman that if I didn't even remember this, but he helped design like legit Batwoman in the comics and they did a whole series on that and they got nothing for it. He was explaining that the last thing that um, both him and Mark even got paid for uh, was a while back for uh, the daughter of Black Lightning also from Kingdom Come. So it feels like DC, because of the change, whatever, with Warner Brothers or maybe, you know, not giving, uh, I forgot what the payment was called. I'm going to look it up right now. But they had uh, the, the word that they called for basically paying what seems to me to be hushed money, um, discretionary money. Uh, they stopped giving that out for, okay, we're going to take your property, but here we're going to pay you for not complaining about it because we're just shamelessly going to rip it off. They have stopped doing that for the past year. And so now you have creators speaking out, Alex Ross in particular. And I feel like that's not only just a really shitty thing to do, to be completely honest with you, but also something that like is a troubling, almost like a precedent, especially if DC's been getting away with it for the whole year. I just assumed that there was some type of royalty system in place between creators and their work, especially stuff that was elseworld during the, you know, 20 years or so. And people are just shamelessly taken from that. So that's my DC hate for today. Uh, I felt that was really crappy that that was done. Um, especially when you can take stuff that's clearly iconic and real comic fans know, even casual comic fans know that that several designs and stuff came from the book. I mean, it's not like this is something that was used in, in, in DC continuity. So I'm pissed. Hey. Wow, George. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? Hey, Let's well, do we will admit, we but real quickly, have you heard that people are watching that 84 already? And people are, it's from what, what I've heard. Yeah, I don't know. They're, you know, there's ways to watch everything nowadays, but from what I'm hearing, it's good. That I don't know if anybody else has heard this. I mean, I, I have no doubt good. that it will be. Like, I've I'm, heard I'm, it's I'm, good. I'm, I'm going to go to a movie theater by myself. And watch that. Oh, oh those are gone, Corbin. That's how I went to a movie. Th- Oop, can you hear me? Yes, yes we, we can hear you. Can you hear me? What? Yes, we can hear you. Off- you. ATT oh. cut you off for docking DC, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, like my mic just all of a sudden I went black. I couldn't hear anybody. Anyway. <laughs> but no, I'm excited for it. It should be really good. But I just feel like, especially when that when that scene came and she took it off. That's straight from his work. Like, we've seen that time and time again. The fact that they're not getting any type of, I don't really care what management is in place or what cost you have to use. If you're going to go and take that property and, and take that story in that way, I feel there should be some type of um, some payback. I don't know. That's it. That's my DC rant. I'm done. Enough with the fucking DC. <laughs> All yeah. right. Let's Let's people want to talk. Go, um, people want to talk. Cut. Let's go Marvel. So well, not I'm not going to hey, I wish you saw. Listen, I can't wait. Let's go. We got to do Marvel. People want to talk Daredevil 25. Yeah. Thoughts I, on Daredevil 25 and the big reveal that Elektra is going to be the new Daredevil. 
Well, Matt Murdock is in jail. Two whole issues, right? They should move that title straight to DC. Take it, pick it up. DC can have that one. (laughs) It's stupid. Send it. (laughs) So you're saying saying that if you bought multiple copies of the book this week, it's it's probably the biggest pump and dump of the week, huh? Uh, I'm saying if you have it, sell it. I mean, they're coming out with they're coming the second print's coming out with her on the cover of it, right? We already know yeah. that. We already know mm-hmm. that they're doing. Uh, they're doing a um, local comic shop exclusive on that book, correct? Yep. So I mean, hey, if you got it, sell it. If and it's, I think it's blowing Brian's mind too. Like I, look, I just was at. I was. I went to uh, look at an auction. I went to do a private thing. Went through it. Came out. Went home to go do the bidding because you know it's the auction houses aren't open, and I couldn't believe what people they're buying. I can't, I can't believe what people are buying and how much they're spending on it. And then to see that. And at first I thought like, Oh, this might be a pump and dump with the, the um, daredevil. But after I saw what, what the crap people were spending on like toys, novels, like sci-fi books, uh, crap comics, like leftover three quarter long boxes. Nah, bro. Sell sell it. If you got it, sell it, man. And get your or money. Give it away. Drop sell it like it. it's hot. Sell and get your money, man. Sell it. Oh, and get your man. money. Just give it away. Someone in the chat, um, Jamie says that uh, she shows up in King and Black. Black. She does. Yeah. Interesting. People running for that now? I thought that was good. I mean, look, I'll tell you that the art of her in the costume is real dope, man. Like, she Mm -hmm. looks cool, but like. But there's no long term payoff. No, they've done it. Cover looks fucking awesome. I really like the art. I agree, Marco. But. I totally agree. Yeah, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, all you gotta do is go to a preview world, and you know what's gonna happen. So, like, yeah, but but who knows, man? It kind of reminds me of remember when uh, Donatello died, and everybody flipped out about that. Yeah, this is kind of what this Daredevil twenty five reminds me of. You know, well, I think uh, Marco talked about a little bit. um, How long is it gonna last? One, two. How many times do we have to have a story about Daredevil going to prison? Yeah. Does he have a wing after him? Does he have like a cell with Daredevil on it? (laughs) Like, can we, you know, he's been there so many times. You think you'd have the inaugural, like, if he knew a good lawyer, engraved. Also, does he still have his law license? Why does he he still have his mask on? Like oh. and then why is it like a a paro- like a what is even version like they what handed is- him that that mask and that yeah. orange yeah I, I will say this though I, this stupid. is the only thing, it's stupid it's yeah it is but this is the only if you make fun of DC okay. but uh-huh. Marco yeah it, it, okay so this this <laughs> series though with fans with with Daredevil fans and I am not one of them like I mean I look I like Shadowland like that's as far as I'm gonna go with my Daredevil you like Shadowland. Oh, I love Shadowland. Hell yeah, I love Shadowland. I know, dude. And I buy them for like 25 cents a copy. I've got like four runs of that crap. Um, just because it's wow. cheap. Yeah. And like and Tur- between that and Turok, I don't know. What's more useless? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's definitely useless. It's just something that I just keep. I'm like, maybe I don't have. There's like 30 covers to that thing. So like, who knows what's been. Anyways, I'm getting. <laughs> I get apocalypse down road. Okay. But, but the people. I'm telling you, when I'm at my LCS and was talking to, to Daredevil guys that buy this, the whole two in the three hours I was there that regularly get it, were like, this is the best Daredevil run they've seen in a long time. Yeah. They really, they, they, and they're not lying about it. These aren't, yeah. these aren't guys that watch this channel or go to websites like this or anything like that. These are dudes that like don't even think about that. And they are like, they were hyping it and they were mad 
Because when they came in there, so like I gave my 125 to somebody. I just was like, hey, man, you need it more than I do because you're a fan. Here you go. You just give me the – it was already 40 bucks at the store at that point. You but just gave he, me called day. Here's the other thing. I will say this. That uh, Electra Daredevil costume is fucking killer. Like the hood – the, the the hood and then the the bandana and then her like ninja sh- pants her MC Hammer pants like, uh, like a really it's a really good costume she's doing and, the typewriter yeah. and we know what happens when there's a really good costume you get Spider Gwen you get Miles Morales you yes. get these really good characters that can grow into that but like uh, Dennis says Wonder World Comics um, you know. There's very few characters that ever last when it happens like this, uh, where an old character taking over the new character, i.e. the Wolverine, Hulk, Ghost Rider, Fantastic Four team, um, all kinds of stuff. Ronin, like how many characters has Ronin been? Um, and we'll get into that in a second, too. But I agree that uh, it's it's very weird to have a character get big that's taking over the mantle. But you know, look, I mean, look, uh, Darth Lopez has said it already. A couple other people have said it too. People like that. I mean, they like that Zadarsky run. I mean, it just is a <laughs> like, so sorry, creative. Either way, uh, hey, uh, Stickbox with, or Stickboy, what's up? I always mispronounce your name, so it's always good to mispronounce your name. Um, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> did y'all, um, did y'all hear about the whole uh, Life of Deadpool thing? Oh god! No. What's oh, this? I can't believe this? Yeah, yeah. no. So, well, these trail. guys can't. All these guys can't because they're blocked by Liefeld. So. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Oh, it's great, I can't. Yeah, I, mean, I can't can see nothing by Liefeld. You can also find. It. I, I saw it on Twitter because I'm not, but I'm, who knows? But also, um, I can't on, see it on Twitter. I'm blocked. I didn't yeah, realize that. But on Comic Book Resource, you can find it too if you want it. Oh, you're probably. I just can't there. read. I can't um, read. Uh, any stories about people who that is hilarious no okay so anyway um you know it's deadpool's 30th anniversary coming up um and so it rob liefeld posted a video of himself putting the finishing touches on deadpool sketch and basically saying back at it so people are wondering does that oh, mean no, he's back he at it beat again. Or, <laughs> actually now that you say that no it cuts off at the knees but always there <laughs> Do they, uh, do they at least have muscles on muscles and a shitload of unnecessary pouches? You know what's funny? I mean, you got the pouches. I will say that you got like so many different pouches, and then for the remainder of it, it seems like he's drawing. He's drawing Deadpool, and then like on the side, he's drawing the Hulk, the Hulk, the Hulk. I can't talk. I the forgot Hulk. we had uh, blocked by life held coffee cups. I gotta get me one of those <laughs> anyway. Um, but um, yeah. So people are wondering whether. He's going to be writing a comic series again, or if it's going to be for a one shot or whatever. But um, him even drawing Deadpool is a surprise, being that he's been pretty uh, expressive about his uh, feelings about Marvel as of late. Yeah, so, and a lot of that, exactly. He was obviously already mad about Deadpool not being in the cinematic universe, and he didn't like the way Jonathan Hickman's been going with the X Men. I mean, you name it, Lifehill's probably mad at it. So the fact that he's now doing. Um, what seems to be Deadpool again, whether it's for one shot or, or for a series, people are interested. So, hey, I got a new- really good story about this actually. Let's hear and it. Uh, just this week, I was talking to my buddy and uh, uh, Liefeld. No, and um, <laughs> his name's Evan. He, he lives in my hometown. <laughs> anyway, his cooler than Liefeld. His brother died, and oh, then left damn. him. His brother. I, I was close friends with his brother as well, <clears throat> and. Uh, he left. Uh, he left a massive comic book collection. 
So Evan, like a dick, Evan has this Kyle. comic book. Yeah. Collection, <laughs> yeah. Right. Actually, he's he's trying to figure out how to unload it. So you know, we'll talk after. I, I can help him. He uh, like sell it. So he yeah. So he goes through it all right. And this is Evan kind of knows comics. Like West Coast Avengers was like his jam. And then after that, he's kind of faded off. You know. So that's like we so, should. Yeah. So he, he calls me and he shows me his basement. He's got this huge basement, you know, nice bar, but, but whatever else. And it's just stacks of comics. Right. And he goes, he goes, I don't know. I've been, I've been looking through and, uh, you know, I, I don't get it. You know, I, like, like, can you look? And he shows me this box full of Batman. Right. And the first one he pulls out is the is one with kg beast right and he goes i don't know like what is this is this okay that's the first one he pulls out and i go can you do me a favor can you just check to see if batman's back is broken in that issue and he's like oh okay and he checks it and it's the one where kg beast has broken batman's back right and i go very carefully put it back <laughs> and put it back in the bag okay i'm like that that's worth that's worth a lot that's worth something <laughs> for sure and he goes yeah and i just figured out you know, I was going to just chuck all these new mutants, right? Because it's new mutants. And I'm like, wait, wait, which ones are you going to chuck? And he goes, and then I thought, wait, maybe I better not. And he looked and dude, it's the first appearance of fucking Deadpool. You know? He should chuck it. And, <laughs> oh, you know, and I was just like, no, like that. Yeah, he knew he, he had looked it up before because he's you know it's his brother's stuff so he's being really careful <laughs> he, he was like yeah you know because it's like who cares about new mutants <laughs> and wow. so he doesn't have any idea and i was like i tried to explain to him like there's runs and keys and like you know how you want to like present stuff and it was it was like so beyond me you're my friend and i'm gonna tell you this the nicest way i can put the fucking comic books down <laughs> set them aside and let me take care of it for you <laughs> i'll hook you up man i'll hook you up because he's he's in deep trouble you know he's got and there's still more he's trucking over to his house right oh. that and i know i knew jeff very very well like he he and i you know he was a very big influence on me actually with my comics and um writing and he was very supportive um it's kind of sad but um it is sad it's but, amazing uh, yeah. what what comic books are selling for nowadays. I mean, we talk about it all the time on this channel uh, that it's absolutely crazy what the market secondary market is doing. I mean, the, 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 the talk about this daredevil book being sold for so much is a perfect example. I mean, that book, which was uh, the one in 25, you know, was selling for like, I think 13 or $14, um, you know, a couple days. And then I think a key collector, thing came out or something about the book um and all of a sudden it's selling for like a hundred bucks you know what i mean like that uh so it's really weird how the market plays and the cycles and what is people just freaking out and you know fomoing it or what is really worth has value you know? So don't miss out, guys, because if you get the chance, you really wow. this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you get a Walmart fart. Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> I love the Wally world. Well, another book that came out this week was the uh, that's kind of catching buzz is the Civil War snapshots yeah. Yeah. with that new character, the helper in it. Any you were saying FOMO? Any what do you think? Any lasting impact? Any spec worthy on that character? Is it going to be a one and done? 
The sad uh, thing is I didn't even know about this character. That's how much I knew yeah, about it. Yeah, so. that's a great name for a character, by the way. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Watch out, y'all. It's terrible. Most oh. makes you think about, like, well, they did that. There's a really good character named The Maker. That's my stepdad co-name. Yeah, The Maker. The Maker. The Helper. <laughs> <laughs> the Helper's your stepdad co-name? Yeah, The Helper. <laughs> Who is he? He calls himself The Helper. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's my stepdad's Kona. <laughs> anyway, but it's the oh it's the it's this variant cover that is being looked is being sought after. Wow! So, so did you so actually read it? reader buzz? Okay, so that was was that a hundred percent reader buzz? Interesting. Yeah, I think it was a lot of it because when even when it came from what I hear, because I I don't you know I that's I don't use that app, but like when we were there, people it was going off and people were like, eh. But it was it was the guys that actually were like reading it that were after it. Like we're reading it after and then found out that there was the variant and they didn't really know about it. So they didn't have the app. That's what I was saying earlier. Like it was the actual readers of that that, that series. And of course there's not once again, there's not a ton of them, but there's that's not a huge like luckily the shop that I go to, the LCS I go to, has got a bunch of other shops. So like they got one because they get, you know, like eight books at each shop and then what's ordering two more books. So <laughs> First name Amber. <laughs> it's a good run. I mean, it's a good read. Everyone's really enjoying it. Oh, first so name Amber, so. last name the helper. It's hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, y'all, that's are, y'all are popping, y'all. That's fun. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. So that book never even hit your radar this week, huh, Brian? Mm-mm. I don't, so what, I didn't know. what did the helper do? Did he? Is he learning? Is that what, what is it? Civil helper? War snapshot? Yeah, Civil War snapshot number one. You know, he comes up in there and he helps. Why are they still talking about Civil War? What's going? Like what? What is this? Oh Jesus! Well, is it nice to have somebody totally clueless? No, no, I'm glad it gives people time to go and make fun of Marvel for their ridiculousness. Yes, yeah, well, it takes so it takes part in like parts of these big event books and puts them as a perspective of something someone else is doing at that time in, in the Marvel history. That's cool. Was the helper like sweeping up or something? Oh, you know it. He was the shield guy playing Galaga. No, he's raging against the machine, dude. That's what he's doing. They're they're doing a better job though, because if you remember those old event one shots, those were the ones where they have like the journalist running around and trying to, Cover it like they used to do that with the backstories on. You want to sell? You want to sell oh, Marvel books? Yeah. Marvel, you want to sell Marvels? Marvel. That's what it's called. One, huh? What you yeah, said? If you want to sell Marvel books, yeah, to uh, people that have the money to buy them, you throw them in the trash. What you what you want to do is <laughs> you don't, man. You make you make a series of books about a group of characters that everybody's always wondered about, but it just doesn't have the information for. Like, and make them consistent. Like, put Volcana in a series. Put Titania in a series or Madcap or Absorbing Man, you know, like put put these people together. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then like, what what are they doing? Because they all know each other, you know, so, and then, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just I always think like, wow, man, you know, there's there's these characters that are so undervalued and underused and they have this monumental value to people of a certain age that really aren't being mar- marketed to right now. And it's yeah, I always I always think like, wow, man, like what's happening to that character? What's happening to Madcap? Madcap's basically Deadpool before Deadpool came. He just had a worse costume. Like he, he, he's doing him. Uber Eats right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you said like it like everybody that. else. 
<laughs> yeah. No, He's but part of the so Far dumb. East Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> once no. a week into the void. Once mm-hmm. a week into the void, I scream to Marvel Comics about letting me write Kazar. And it's and it's been consistent for like two years. Once a week, I just go, hey, Marvel. Just stream out to the universe. Let, let me let me write Kazar for you, and I, I'll, I'll just pay, make you a whole bunch of money. Everybody. You can pay me a little money, and it'll just be great for everybody. It's nothing. Yeah, it's just and nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like those, I, those, like, the X Factor where they had uh, multiple men. Like, I love those uh, those storylines. The Thunderbolt ones, too. Like, I really like those books, and I know that it's just not profitable because I'm, like, the only one picking them up. Like, I get you it. aren't, man. You aren't. Those, all those characters got recycled again. Like, they just... You know, Thunderbolts, people forget Thunderbolts was huge when the, when it was Baron Zemo, who was Citizen V. That was like, you know, it was it was this massive thing. What happened to Stormwatch? Why isn't there any Stormwatch anymore? Why isn't there any of these things that happened around that time that are, are Stormwatch became authority? Where is authority? Like, how are they not making money off of authority right now? How are they not making money off of Henry Bendix? Well, who you remember, that, remember that you know, Henry Bendix? You know, the weatherman from Stormwatch, yeah. Yeah. you know, the guy was like one of the, the coolest characters. I had a project at one point I think talking <laughs> to them about Henry Bendix, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just a, a relic of the past, man. You know, you know, maybe hey, DC is about to burn. All right. So don't, don't come into here with that. Nice That's right. what I'm saying. <laughs> like, there's no reason. There's no reason for all of this. I love this conversation. Yeah. yeah there's no reason for all this. It's bugs me. Like, even though I'm not up to date, you know, I will be because I'm moving back to North America or whatever. But like, even though I'm not up to date, I just, my mind always goes back to these things where it's like, you know, people are wondering why they're not making money and why, you know, this is happening. And there's all this like salt, right? Like just pouring on these people that have like made our childhood memories. And, but at the same time, it's like, there's characters there that you, they're amazing. You know, like it's amazing. It's right there in your hands. It's I mean, right there in your hands. They hand. screwed up. Like I know it's not even even in our childhood, but even later, and like in our twenties, like they had hope. Remember, they did the cable thing where they brought cable back. They made Bishop important again, and they had hope right there to give us hope. And then they they crushed our hope. They just reduced that to rubble. I mean, they just they have a tendency to do that type of stuff, which is unfortunate. Thank you, George. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate it against all comers i will yeah, survive I, think, I do think jj maxwell's right like i think that's the new hype tr- like you have to hype it like you have to like people can knock what he does but his books sell and his books sell because of what he does man so like you can't criticize that game because that's i mean his game is what it is so. no he oh. cornered that he cornered that yeah. market of of hyping himself and hyping what he's doing he's and everybody jumped in head first for it I mean, yeah, he did, that's he's a good he's his own advertisement and it's, he's the best self promoter in the comics business, man. Nice Who are you talking about? I don't Donnie even know who you're talking about. Donnie Donnie sorry, I'm sorry. Who? Yeah, Donnie, you know. So how, Donnie Cates how is right he, now, how is Greg? he doing this? Because of his work? Because is that really hype that he's writing cool shit? I don't think so. That just means that he's a great writer. But you well, know? He, no, he gets the hype train going because, like, so his new series crossover, before it even comes out, he, he goes and tells you, you want to pick up issue three and you want to pick up issue six. 
Mm-hmm. Anything he's writing, he's like, you're going to want to get multiple copies of this issue. He tweets it out. He creates his own hype well, around his own stuff. Because he used to be a store. He used to work in a store. I think mm-hmm. he had he had ownership in a store. So he knows you know, that market. And it, that's okay. That's great. Oh, that market. Yeah. yeah. That's what you should be. I mean, I think, I think Marvel should be writing a bigger check for doing their marketing for them. But like, if that's what you got to do to make a living, like get out there and hustle. I have no problem with him doing it. I'm not a big fan of his books, but dude, his stuff is selling. I mean, so yeah, I hope he does. Well, I, the problem with it is, is I hope he likes characters that I like, you know, and that's when you start getting into it. You hope. Yeah. Like, right. Like, Greg yeah, that's talking, totally like, true. Like, oh, man. I hope that he would, you know, when he was getting off strange and he's like, oh, there's a character that I'm going to want to write. And you're like, okay, cool. And then he was writing Thor or whatever. And I was like, oh, well, Thor, he does a great job on Thor. He, he made oh, Thor no, interesting no, no, again. Stop, stop. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like Thor's not my, like, I'm not you. really into Norse gods that are half naked. Bro. Well, that's what I like. I like when a, when a writer <laughs> or a creator does a good job um, working yes. his magic <laughs> on a character that you might not know or you might not like. Like okay, I, so I was, I'm with you because that's Grant Morrison, isn't it? Or yes, used to be. I don't know where he is these days. Yeah. He's he's the editor in chief of Heavy Metal, which is like dope. If well, not you know. anymore. That's Eastman. Uh, is that Eastman? Kevin yeah, Eastman? Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Either way. I mean, yeah, either just, way, right? Sh- but I'm with you on Grant Morrison. It's funny. Yeah. Go ahead and talk about this. I got something to, sh- to show after you're done. No, because like Morrison is a guy that will like show you like, uh, you know, Captain Carrot again. And you'll be like, what's that? And you'll just go back and find it or Animal Man. You know, like he, he brings these things back he and did, shows uh, you his take on them, which is kind of like where I am in the that whole mythos of the big two as well is like i'm more interested in those characters i haven't heard from i'm less interested in the x-men yeah because they've been around okay. consistently i'm less interested in avengers i'm less interested in captain america and iron man but, 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 but the fantastic now. four i am interested in because they had a big hiatus and now they have things that they can work in that that happen right and that it's it's like that is that is the interest and i think like that's what they're missing because there's you talked about boardrooms i don't think there's even a boardroom yeah but see i I just i think people are dictating what they feel people need in this medium and that's not to give it to them but they're not just saying dude you know what's super fucking cool we should just have an issue of dr doom and magneto fighting Right, you so, know, and I think so. That's why I think, like, I know you, and it's different tastes, and that's perfectly. We can, yeah, that's cool. Oh, right. no. <laughs> so this is why yes. one of the reasons why I love Wizard. Yeah, um, I saved this one because uh, it's got the Grant Morrison checklist at the end, and I'm a huge nice. Grant Morrison fan. And um, there's a lot of books that people sleep on of Grant Morrison, of course. Uh, but why I loved it is because they did the the must-haves, right? And um, mm-hmm. they call out his first work, which is uh, Near Myths, number two. Um, his very first published work. But his Animal Man run, which you brought up, Greg, is so underrated. There was a storyline that he did with Psycho Pirate and it's Animal so Man. It's so, yeah. Is, yeah. It's so he, t- he took and made a whole, like a cheesy character be one of the most, like, crazy storylines with Psycho Pirate, which made somebody else take note and turn psycho pirate into an even better character later on um and he created this world in animal man where basically animal man was after crisis 
No, well, Animal Man. Animal Man was after Crisis. No, no, it's, but it, Infinite Crisis on Infinite Earth. They didn't oh, cycle Infinite. Yeah, but you got to yeah. remember in the original Crisis, that's where uh, that's where yeah, it was Psycho after. Man freaked me out. Well, that remember was Crisis. When he trapped that the Flash. Yeah. In fear yeah. to make him run. That when I was a little kid, like reading that, I was like, that is sick. Or when he killed uh, <laughs> is, what's his name's wife? Um that Danby. Is evil, man. He killed Sue Danby. Oh, uh, and, uh, yeah, identity crisis. Identity crisis. That's where that, Psycho yeah. Pirate was a f- fucking nutcase, man. No, he's yeah, it's that character just because he looks like a goof, you yes. know, is people write him off. And it's that's great design. I'm sorry. That's great costume design. That's great character design where people always write this guy off and everything he's involved in is a horror show. It is an absolute horror show where terrible things happen, but because he's this, this goofy guy with like happy faces and, you know, frowny faces on him, you just write him off. And that's the whole point of him is to be there freaking out around you and just making everything terrible. Right. It's, um, ugh. Yeah, yeah. He's, if you he's guys no get joke. a chance to um to read them, uh, I think it was uh, issue twenty three. I think where the story started. Um, but uh, let's see if I can find it. There was um twenty four might be it too. It has a really famous cover, but but basically, yeah, this is the famous cover for multiverse. Yeah. Um, this this is a big deal because it basically created like the multiverse that DC hitched its wagon to. Um, and it's a lot of, because of Grant Morrison and like Grant Morrison wrote himself into the series as the comic and the book writer. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, I just, it's a really good series and I'm glad we, we talked about it uh, because not enough love gets put into uh, not only Grant Morrison, but the animal man series. Uh, that um, time in history for DC comics was fantastic. Yes. So you had, you had Hellblazer starting as a regular series at the same time. Yeah. You had one of the deepest, grimmest, best ever limited series called Cinder and Ash that came out at the same time. You know, it had horrifying moments, that series. Yeah. You know, um, th- it, it, that was just after crisis and it, and it, it was where they had nothing but energy and creativity was Karen Berger was that this That's is vertigo. Exactly right. This is where, this is where vertigo yeah. starting. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, this time in comics, you know, Jamie Delano was on help. Ah, man, this time in comics was fantastic. And anybody should, should go back to something like this and then start looking at similarities in the industry at the same time and start looking what was being published around that time, you know, Hellblazer there because that was when they went to the vertical uh, thing. And that's what got me into that. That's like the only character I read in DC is literally Constantine. Constantine. Yeah. Yeah. It was because of those books. And it was crazy what you'd see in there. Uh, It was crazy what you would see in there. You could not believe yeah, no, what you were seeing. I had the fir- I ha- I still have th- those are my most valuable comics right now is the first four issues of Hellblazer. And I and I still go back and look at them and just go, damn, that's dark, man. You know what a very underrated issue in that run is that issue 27, which is the Neil Gaiman issue. Oh yeah. Where he was a guest writer on Hellblazer. Um yeah. really, oh, really, really uh hard to find in high grade. It's like an all black cover. 
And it's uh, a lot of people read and loved on some Hellblazer issues. So it was hard to find a high grade. I think it was short printed too. Um, and it's also got like a really uh, rare insert in it um, because they put some crazy inserts in some of those Karen Berger books, those, you know, uh, adult type titles that you wouldn't see in normal comic books, you know, like uh, same thing with like death talks about AIDS, you know, um, they did some, they did some really cool stuff in that. And, and I'm looking at like my absolute collection is just all vertigo, beautiful Sandman bound issues. So um, yeah, yes. very cool. You got a good little absolute collection too. Yeah. <sighs> What's next on the docket? On the dock, yeah, I saw Star Wars. Wait a minute, how'd you switch Marvel talk over to DC talk? I blame you for that. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just switch gears. I mean, listen, when you have the better, you know, franchise, you gotta kind of. Well, we were talking, we were talking, talking yes. Kate. So let's switch back to King and Black real quick. And is there anything spec worthy coming out of King and Black? Do you think? Because I saw some talk about the Century, and. You know, it, it kind of started raising his first appearance sales a little bit, but he's he's not in there long. Spoiler alert. <laughs> no, so, it's more of like a blurt. Yeah. He's he's kind of pushed as like being like the strongest weapon in the Avengers arsenal, and then he just gets ripped in half. Who? So Sentry. Sentry. Okay. So Yeah, but isn't that the typical like that's the thing that I think makes some people a little bit angry with the Kate's promotion, right? Like they're yeah. like, oh, we hear this characters coming up and then you get one of them where you keep somebody around for a while or you cross writes them across different books and then another character who you think is going to be like the ultimate power or something else, he just ends their night um, and finishes them off pretty quickly. So, I mean, that, but it, it, it keeps people hooked, I guess, right? I will say this. Um, I have a lot of respect for more respect for Donny Cates because of his knowledge or his the way that he goes back and looks at some of these forgotten characters. Um, and he does sometimes swing and miss and, you know, it just doesn't work out. But sometimes he most of the time he does really good. And finding that character from Marvel Spotlight number nine, that Mr. E character um, and pulling that because it's very similar to to the symbiote um they as a matter of fact i think they even talk about it being similar to the symbiote i know if you look on the marvel fandom page and you look up that issue yeah that's the nightbreed insert uh yeah you're right jj um so uh nightbreed. Yeah, yeah um it's it's, great. it's he turns books into gold and but he's also doing a good job of finding storylines that fit the rhetoric right mm-hmm. the only problem i have and i was talking like if you guys really want to get d- deep into this follow uh, ultra maximus's youtube page um he does some really good deep down dives into the whole donny cates king in black wraith you know all kinds of craziness just getting really deep and donny cates has weaved this huge web with this null character but the thing that i'm most worried about is that he is gonna force null to be somebody from the past and not just let null be his own character i don't want null to be somebody i don't want null to be this celestial or to be, you know, Donald Blake or to be like so-and-so. 
why does he have to be somebody? Like, let's let it be his own character. Why do you gotta be somebody? But I think that got back to like kind of how Greg, like when Greg's like, "Oh, I don't want to see the X Men. I want to see, you know, like uh, Fantastic Four. Like, I actually like that they were redoing, like, because it wasn't main, ca- you know, if it was just Cyclops, they were redoing the, you know, original X Men or the giant size ones. I'd be like, oh, this stinks. But like to see some of the development that Hickman did with the side characters, I really like that. And to have Kate's do his version, like some people are going to really like what he's doing with it too. Like you can like some of it. We always say in the star Wars thing, like star Wars is for everybody, but not all star Wars is for you. Right. And I think that's kind of like, mm. I think that's the case blueprint. He's a fan. He's obviously a fan of this stuff. Cause he incorporates a lot of fan, like just easy softballs, but sometimes he does switch it around a little bit too. So, I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Even, I mean, look, there's a ton of guys that are probably in the chat that have been cha- were, were, if they still, if their stores are still open, chasing down back, uh, having fun doing it. You know what I mean? Like, damn, yeah. 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 So like he's creating a lot of buzz. It can't, it's not bad. Like, yeah, you might not like that. He, how he does some of his writings or how he does some of his tropes. I get that. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of it either, but don't act like I haven't been digging through more back bins. Cause we, <laughs> we all have, like we all have cause of them. So. Well, I love it. Man. I mean, even with the daughter type, I think, I don't know, like right now, lately, he's kind of been backing it up, though. So he does, he does give this, but then, okay, like this one for sure, like when it came out, everybody bought it and I read it and I ended up being like, holy shit, like this was actually like, this was one of those books where I was like, I was kind of bummed when it ended. Why? I got to the last page. Why? Just, Just because, I don't know, he wrote this one well, so it was like... And, and it's kind of like what everybody's saying. You're reading stuff, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. So, like, you know, like when, you, when not, you know, you're reading this, you're going back to the absolute carnage stuff, and you're remembering what he wrote there. And, and like, I have a shitty memory. So for him to be writing stuff and go, okay, okay, I remember now. I remember now. I just – and I, th- I don't know. The way he makes this book flow, I think he just is doing – I think that's what makes it um, – that's what makes him like, I think it's one of the reasons everyone's attracted to him. Well, I think cool. for me, it's like, when was the last time you have this type of villain that just shows up and wrecks shop, it wrecks every hero that comes after him, rips century in half. Can't nobody can touch him. He's just century. destroying everybody. He takes Eddie Brock's symbiote from him, drops him from the, the century. Sky. Did that Remember when the century ripped yeah. uh, Hercules in half back in, yeah. and the century was just came out of nowhere, wrecking shop. And now look at him. What the hell? I but, really uh, hope that Donnie Cates brings back the Sentry somehow because it's such a good character when well, written somebody right. Was, somebody said that in Valkyrie. Who was that? Somebody said in Valkyrie that he's showing up. So who? Let's get Sentry. Yeah. Yeah, Sentry was showing up in Valkyrie. Yeah, that's, a, that's how it ended. So, but I just, yeah, you know, Noah walks in and he's like, I don't give a fuck about any of you guys. You guys aren't shit. This is it. This is nothing. Like you could tell, you know, it just showed he's got zero fucks to give right Aries, now. Aries, yeah, sorry. Not you, you Aries. Spent, it's such a big difference between the you two. You spent the last 30 plus issue or 30 issues of Venom thinking that he's coming for Eddie, he's coming for Eddie, and then you it's learn that not. it's not Eddie he wants. It's Dylan. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I don't know, to me, it was just the first issue got me on that hype train just by how he just shows up and very Thanos in Avengers just wrecks a shop and that's where it ends, you know, for the first he, issue. I so. just like that. He walks it with no fucks given. 
Right, exactly. And you're just like, he's like, what up, fuckers? And he's like, oh, well, let me take care of this. And he domes the earth and, and like blacks out the skies and covers the earth in symbiote. It's like, let's go. You know, it's, I, I hope that I've said before that I was like, well, what if all this null hype, what if he shows up and he's not, he's not shit. He's, it's just a, a smoke and mirror type thing. But I, I don't know. I'm hyped for it. I'm hyped for more because I would just want to see him wreck shop. Good. That's awesome. Did you like what they did? Like, so I went and you saw you saw Noel number one. If everybody went to the comic book store, yeah, I've got it right here. But it's just issues. What three, four, five, six, and seven? No, so it's it's, um, it's, it's Venom three, it's four, Venom five, three six. and four reprinted. Venom thought- three, four, um, Web of Carn or Web of Venom Carnage Born number one and Venom twenty five. That's all. Null so is. it's all books that everybody has. Yeah. But it's all Knowles. It's basically all of Knowles' current story and, and backstory in, in a kind of nice tales. They put them all in one book because trying to chase those yeah. down. And, and See, well, I got them when they came out, out because they were on my pull list. It's Donnie Cates. It's Venom. It's, it's, you know what I mean? It was just stuff that I was carnage. It's just stuff I was grabbing. Anyway, so. Like I, I don't know. I think the fact that they kind of, they they made it normal number one, I think it was a, a little misleading. Because like, did you think it was its own story? Did you think it was? I, I mean, like, I did. I, I picked it up thinking it was hundred percent. I'll be honest about it. I'll be honest. I don't read previews. I don't. You know what I mean? I'm that comic book guy that walks in and my title. I already know what I like to read. It's already in my box. I go look at new things. If something looks cool, I'll pick it up. But like, I don't do a shitload of homework on what's coming out. So I thought that's what I thought too. I thought it was its own thing. I was like, oh, I'll check this out. And then I'm like, and then I, I took it out to look at it as I was paying. And I was like, well, I already have all these and I've already read these. So I'm just, I just put it back. I just saved my eight bucks. So this is kind of cool, though, what he's doing. Like, and this is something. I mean, listen, I don't follow the Thor one because I. I mean, I'll pick it up and sell it. But like, that's the far as I'm going to go with it. But like, he started early on doing those like checkout, uh, like that old school thing you saw in the '80s, right? Where it'd be like checkout book number like Thor twelve. If you want more on this story, check out. Mm-hmm. Is he still doing that through the whole runs now, or is he? Most comics are doing that. Yeah, I mean that's just kind of cool because he was doing a lot of that, and now he's putting together these short like TPBs or whatever that are, are like the one shots that are collecting like the storylines of the people. I think he's just doing a lot of fan service that that really works. I mean, I wish other people would do it, I guess. And I guess that what you're saying is other people are now. So I think what he's doing, he's showing the market and the writers that there's, there's profitability in knowing your history and there's profitability in going back and revisiting some of this old stuff like you guys were talking about. And there's, there's, you can sell books on that alone, like bringing in uh, you know, some of the stuff he's tied in to his, to his books, especially Thor has been crazy. So well, it, it also, pays to know your stuff, I guess. Also, uh, Wonder World Comics brings up a great point that issue three really got priced out for a lot of people who aren't speculators and stuff like right. that because, um, you know, it was very hard to get because of that. And 
it's nice that they are reprinting it, like you said, and putting it all in one spot, Chad. That is a good thing. Let's talk a little bit about that number three, um, because I know, Matt, you you had put that um, – you had – uh, wanted to talk about that a little bit how you know the drop in price is it a good idea to get in on uh the venom 3 reprint or uh, the third print um at 9.8 at you know 500 or less right now when that was a i think that book sold for like two grand or more at some point in 9.8 um or any of them for that matter are they going to continue are they going to plateau they're going to drop is that is that your new is that one of your new blue chips for 20 years down the road where you look back and you go, oh, this is the new, you know, what, 181 or this is the new Spidey 300 or what, what's a long term guess on a book like Venom? I think it all depends on if he if Kate sticks to landing with the end of King and Black. If he's if he crushes it and it, everyone wants, you know, it's the most the biggest event in Marvel history. I think that book's going to skyrocket again. Wait, you're, 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 wait, time out. you're saying a bad guy is going to yeah. be the biggest. It's all about okay. movie. It's all about movie and TV stuff. And Dude, but think of, think of Avengers. Think of infinity war. Think how many people popped at the end of infinity war when Thanos is standing there and he, and he's, he sits down and he's victorious. Like, it's like, you don't see that. And I, I, I marked out for that. Like that was, it was insane for me. So I think that the market is there for a villain. If the villain's done right. They need a new one. They, they, they need a new villain. Uh, yeah, a new, does. yeah. Yeah. They, they need something to pivot to. It happens, right? Every, every 10, 20 years you need one, yeah. but they need somebody that can, yeah, come back and do something. Cause you can't ride. That's a good point, man. You, you can't ride Thanos' Venom. coattails you, forever. Venom, Joker, I mean, Beyonder, a lot of, you know, Doctor Doom, the uh, Galactus. You've got a lot of villains that made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The Green Goblin. Yeah, could you imagine if they did Doctor Doom right? Yo, I couldn't because I couldn't see it happen. But yes, it really would be. I can't picture them doing it right. I really can't. Yeah. I'm about to say, I can't. I'm loaded right back in. Yeah. Bow, <laughs> No. But like, wouldn't that be sick though? Like, they have someone that's like done it. Like, you could read books. He's taking care of that. Like, it's true. So, I don't know. <laughs> Anytime I get some Marvel slander, I have to. Yeah, you got to go for but it. But he's, he's giving the, the, the comic book fan that that fun again in a time with a whole lot coming out in the pandemic. Cause you're searching through this old stuff, make these connections like the Mr. E connection and the, you know, the, the Wraith connection and all these connections. Kate's, Kate's sure. is making you be that comic book detective to go back. And kind oh, of yeah. connect the I was talking to somebody the other day, we were going, we were kind of joking, laughing detective about comics, <laughs> but we put our hands up in the air. Like guys, people are now going through and they're not even just going for that one book that they think, like could be it right they're now going and taking like the three books in front the three books behind it's like what like you see the air whole area is missing from like runs and it's not like they're collecting the run or the arc there they're really just because they're so i mean not tuned in that they're just taking the book they think it might be or a book an app tells you to take the two books in front the three books behind and and not leaving a lot behind but at the same point like i mean at least they're hopefully they're like trying to look into it and see what's going on in there and trying to track it down. You know what I mean? Dipping in. Yeah. Dipping in. Dipping That's in. good. 
<laughs> oh, you <laughs> hope you hope they're just not putting it in a box and just going like eh, maybe. Yeah. But to answer the original question, I definitely think there's still a market there for for Venom Three. And when I was putting the show together, it was nine point eight was selling for under three hundred bucks. So I mean, if you want to get in, it's probably time to get in now before the market shoots up. What are again. Raws going for then? Uh, if you were looking at nine point eight. Let me see. Because then that does that thing. Is it worth even grading right now, or is it you just is it something you're going to want to hold and wait before you actually resubmit it to grade? Uh, Venom three raws fucking slow burns one fifty or one seventy five one eighty. Um, there's one on, there's a signed one for one fifty. Signed by Donny Cates one fifty. So I mean they're you know hundred and fifty up for Venom threes. Yeah, so they dropped a crap ton. Yeah, they've they've I mean, that's yeah a huge they've dropped from what they were going. They, I mean, they were two three grand at one point. You just think it's because yeah. the market's been flooded with it, or it's just people have moved on to other things. I think it's like think miles it's of, and stuff yeah. Like mm-hmm. that. It's I just think it's on the back burner. Uh, yeah, probably. But I think I mean I think it's if you want to buy one now's the time to get in on it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, three hundred dollars. Don't get me wrong. I'm three hundred bucks for a book is still a, a good price. Three hundred dollars for a comic as book. As, uh, That's crazy. Up there. Well, believe me, I got. There's a lot of people I talk to. They're like, "What? You pay how much for a book?" A nine eight. Um, I that no just sold eight dollars. A nine eight just sold today. Two hundred ninety two dollars. Whoa! Make your best offers, boys and girls. Find those best offers and make your best offers. So <laughs> I think that's a great buy-in price. And I think you sit on it for 10, 15 years. And I think you make a crap ton of money. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm shitty specker, but I think right now you buy in at 300. It, okay. Let's look at it like this. If you could go back 10 years or however, you know, nine years or something, buy your Spider-Man 300 and sit on it. How much money would you have now? Cool. I think that I think that Venom Three is is a solid buy-in at, at three hundred, but I again I I could be completely out of the ballpark. That thing could drop next week to fifty dollars, and I'm the world's biggest asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that another you one your ass with it. Another Thanks nine eight YouTube sold, sold today for three fourteen. <laughs> where are you seeing this, Matt? Remember on that? on uh, eBay. Wilkie. Cause I'm not seeing. Maybe I'm, I'm. I'm looking at ended recently. I don't see any that is sold. Maybe I'm looking. Oh, at the yeah, he's right. No, I'm looking at sold listings. There's one two ninety two or best offer ten percent off. They took the best offer. And this is for the third print. Oh no, for he's no for it's number three Venom number three. Oh, that's not. Here's the book that I'm talking about. All right, so <laughs> I, I I apologize if you guys didn't understand. I'm talking about this third print. This book was super super high. Oh, yeah. Oh, the the doll on the throne. Yeah, that's yeah. This yeah, is the book I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I think I think Matt was talking about like the original cover to. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, but, yeah. I'm talking definitely talking about this one. Uh, this one was the one that was like the two thousand dollar book. Uh, got I I think prices were ri- ridiculous. Uh, they were at one point. But even if you look at that, it's a quarter of it now, so it's like five fifty. Yeah, so that's a what raw, I mean. Like that a raw, that 
it, it, listen, if it was three hundred dollars, holy shit, man, I'd be buying in on that all day for this. Book. Well, there were okay, Even so five five hundred might be a good buy in for this. That's book. what I'm saying. Like there's a raw the just sold today for three three hundred and thirty of that third printing variant. <laughs> yeah, and on the and on the fifth, like somebody went under best offer for five fifty, and then one sold for five fifty. So like, yeah, I think maybe probably around five twenty five, five forty five, somewhere around there. I mean, for a book that was what? What was the height on that? Hey, I'll show you the height. Look at the height. This is crazy. Any anybody who's going to be out there buying three hundred bucks worth of comics, like for a book that might drop in price, should just go data stripper. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're gonna have a better time. You're not gonna worry as much. You, uh, where do I change the date? How can I change the date? You'll be broken fifty pounds lighter at the end of it, but you know what? <laughs> It'd be a good time. Uh, anyways, it's not letting me go back very far, I guess. But yeah, this this book was selling uh, for a lot of money. It was. Yeah, it was selling for a lot. And now it's like, you know, you're looking at the 550 or under mark for 9.8s, which is, I mean, there's steady enough books that are selling for that point, graded 9.8. So yeah, that's, that's not, I mean, both covers are either way, both covers right now, if you think about it, like that's, it might be, might be a good time. He's definitely keep an eye out for it. It's not like he's going anywhere yet you know like matt says you never know he he might not stick the landing and kill him off like yeah. hopefully they don't kill him off that's like hopefully that's the worst thing you could do i mean seriously hopefully you bought it off the rack like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. me too patrick me too patrick <laughs> <laughs> it's a trip, Matt. It's a trip, buddy. <laughs> you never forget the smell, that's for sure. Wow. <laughs> I know the smell you're talking about. You're talking about the, the pear scented lotion, right? Yeah, yeah. man, they smell good. Yeah. Oh, pear scented lotion, brother. That's every oh, stripper's go to. Yeah. I thought we were thinking of sandwich meats, but okay, that works you're, too. You're, you're dating the different type of girls, man. <laughs> my, my problem yeah, you don't want those ball. corner girls, dude. You want the ones on the pole. Mm-hmm. It smells uh, like rusty toonies, dude. Van Buren, yeah. Jesus. Rusty toonies, dude, and hot dogs, because they're always got a hot dog vendor out there at Canada for the strip club. Well, oh, yeah, man, did you guys see the the hot ten list this week? Um <laughs> all the uh all the um Star Wars strippers. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you guys are crazy. I've <laughs> driven stripper to work. That's about it. And I, I'm, I'm trying to bring up Star Wars. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's fine. Change it. Like, it, this ain't <laughs> happening. Just, <laughs> just roll. Belly roll. I'm like half a bottle of blue party. Oh, yeah, it's great. You know what? We did have questions about that earlier, too, because they were asking about, and that was one, like, I don't know, you know, we don't. Like if you've been watching us lately, and even with Pete who comes on, we have him regularly on there. There's a question about like who are they going to bring in with the chalice or the chis, like that type of stuff. Like face. what? Sorry. <laughs> and we got to say like the, the answer to that question. It smells like sadness and Valtrex. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay. okay. Sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. We're good. <sighs> what are we talking about? The hot ten and star and Star Wars. That's what ten. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's keep it moving. I'm about to die. 
<laughs> Ryan was trying to stick the landing and stop coming on the show. I, I, I'm, I, no. I'm yeah, like there's no reason for me even trying. <laughs> I, I, I reverse <laughs> thrusters, reverse <laughs> thrusters. <laughs> All right. Oh so you said something about the 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 hot ten? Yeah, yeah. Star Wars books. Uh, no, no, oh, no, no, I can think of that is, is yeah, uh, uh, and sadness. <laughs> Think about is as it rains glitter, glitter, yeah, glitter, uh, and air smell. I'm still trying to put the fence to DC fans going to strip clubs. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with one as we think right here. All right, oh man, what? I, I can't even read the comment section right now. I'm done, Brian. You lost this. Take a break. Take a break. I know. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, all right, Corbin. Let's start a new train. <laughs> get the conductor into the uh, get the conductor. Yeah, he's into the train. train. That's for sure. Right. He's got his plenty of fish out of there. Train is rolling in. All right, we're good. Let's go. All right, hot ten. I think that's a good train now. I think that is the good. So at the hot ten, what happens? Yes. <laughs> hot ten strippers. It's never a hot ten at the strip club. Let's job Ray. There isn't. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Brian. Well, let's go. What do you want? Please go. What? We need yeah. something, bro. We need something. Oh, you guys, go to, you guys are waiting go on to commercial. Go to commercial. <laughs> I said reverse thrusters, gentlemen. I, I got no skin in the game. It's only because you're no, afraid um, to say fall out. How about that episode of Mandalorian? I was going to say the Hot 10 uh, was full of Star Wars books this week. But yeah, yeah. one of the interesting things that we did is we went back and we looked at the Hot 10 from last Last year and the number two book on the hot 10 for last year was clone wars number one uh first appearance of ahsoka and the write-up on it says this book recently sold raw for 30 dollars and 9.8s are fetching close to a hundred dollars you should get in on this book <laughs> and how many of us took up that that uh that advice and that book is selling for over two g's right now yeah a year later. I'll never own one now, I can tell you that. Yeah. That's what I say about Thanos 13. I'm I won't own one either. Like, Ahsoka Tano is one of the... the she, she is the big character, man. Yeah, she okay, is. So, so I got a 10-year-old that I steeped in Star Wars. I'll just hit you with this right away about Ahsoka Tano. Okay? I'm all about this right now. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we, we watched Clone Wars almost from the beginning. Right. We, we, we followed up on it. My 10 year old's into it. We get it. Boom. There's Ahsoka. Right. And mm-hmm. she's in that movie where she's super annoying that that led into the beginning of Clone Wars and her character builds and builds and builds. And at never, never at one time are you ever thinking she's a female or an alien. Okay, I just got to point that out. I'm just going to lay that out there. Never, never are you think she gets a little sexy when she's a teenager. That's a little problem actually little coming up, <laughs> you know, when she's, she's got the tube top going, you know, <laughs> this guy, you know, really, for it's, kids, it's true. Yeah. Though. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It, w- it was like a thing where it was like, yeah, you know, you know okay, what, what's going on here? Uh-huh. Then we go through the other iteration. She, I think she had a novel, right. And, you know, everybody, the way they, Dave Fioni and, you know, Lucas, they're working hand in hand going, okay, I know they're going to fuck everything up, but this is what we're going to do. This is, this is the springboard for what we actually want to do in the future. Right. And she leaves all of a sudden season, 
she's gone. She's like, you don't trust me. Five or something. You think yeah. I blew up the, you know, the, the Jedi temple. Screw you. Anakin, Darth Vader is my sensei. I've been trained by the best. He's been trained by Obi-Wan. We kick ass. I'm out. Right. And she's gone. Well, and then she, that, all of a sudden she's, she's working as a mechanic through the novel. Yeah. And then they bring her back in Mandalorian with Rosario Dawson, who is fan fucking tastic. Right. Yep. And she's there, perfect, pitch perfect. And here's the big deal: pitch perfect. That's it's what still the same too. character. <laughs> it's still the same character. I think Mark. I agree. Right you could not find an Ahsoka Tano figure five years ago. You could not find an Ahsoka Tano action figure. I looked everywhere. Okay. You could not find it. An Ahsoka Tano. Okay. We had everything. This is for a ten-year-old boy who is, you want Star Wars starting there, okay? Five years ago, right? Keep in mind, guys, right? She's huge. She's going to be the thing, is, wow. is Ahsoka Tano. It's not Mandalorian. He's, he's, he's a pastiche of what we want Star Wars to be, and he's going to lead us through the future with Jon Favreau and Dave Fioni, okay? Yeah. Yeah. But – it's that character that they have pinned through Lucas X amount of years ago that is going to be the character <laughs> that takes Lord. us into the future. Trust me. Ahsoka Tano is huge. writing amazing. his rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Don't, don't get it twisted. Like if you watch a lot of our early Star Wars stuff, we were telling you that she's huge. And what he said about that, about the toy. I've seen none of it. <sighs> Let's no, put that it. out there. It's okay. Only like five or six people watch it, but they're good. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, that was a great. Two of those program. people are Marco and Solo Wookie, and the third one's my wife. <laughs> 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 watching but this Just is why so she can criticize you later about it. <laughs> but this is a, yeah. Oh no, she does criticize me a lot about it. Hey, this is what I'm saying to him. That was one thing we brought up, and the toys. Like you can, you like you couldn't. I actually didn't find her annoying when she first came out. I have always oh, said that. And like, totally thought so. Yeah. No, and I actually thought that the jet, you were kind of wrong with the thing with uh, Skywalker because actually that was like the heartbreaking point where she kind of walked up to him and was like, Yeah, you think you know, but you don't know. And like walked away. That yeah, was yeah really, totally. No, that yeah. Was really heartbreaking too. Not, not yet. Yeah. But the toys, he's right. There's videos. You can go back five, 10 years ago when those were coming out. And people, you some of the hottest Star Wars YouTube videos were, were dudes in sweatpants walking around going, look at all this crap at this discount store. Star Wars crap, Star Wars crap. Star, Star you know, Wars, Star Wars, yeah. Yeah. You know what you never saw? You never saw Ahsoka Tana. They you didn't never make, saw Ahsoka Tana. Well, I found a couple of the five below. But besides those, you never saw them. <laughs> it's really hard because we checked eBay, we checked, we checked all these places. And if you wanted an Ahsoka Tano, it was it was like you're not unless you were a hardcore guy with a Star Wars room, you know what I mean? Where yeah. you were gonna have every line of figures at the time. Because a lot of people don't know, but like 10 years ago they had three lines of Star Wars coming out at the same time. They had black they had the Clone Wars stuff, which was really good, actually, and they, you know, they had they had another line as well, right? Which was like um, with the coins, you c- you could get them with the coins, right? And oh, you coins. couldn't find Ahsoka. And for me, as a guy who lived through Star Wars, actually, you know, I'm not that old. I the 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 original was beyond me. Yeah, you know, me every either. everybody caught up on it, right? And then then a- Empire is what we kind of. You know, oh, that was the springboard to what we knew what was going to happen. 
trust me, there was Princess Leia's and medic droids everywhere. You you would go you would go to any store and it would be Princess Leia and medic droids, right? Like yeah. it was it was and the little uh, what's his name. <laughs> the he's... little gronk or no no the little pig man from empire strikes back like the little imperial uh, pig man everywhere too and uh, yeah. other, uh, people collect those but like yeah but they were everywhere right they weren't <laughs> sold so you knew what was happening like you knew nobody wanted to buy those figures so that's how you kind of your mind of the market went where it was like oh my god there's a snow trooper you know because he's got the cape thing i'm gonna get him because you can't find him yeah <laughs> Oh, sorry. That's really sweet. I'm sorry. It's it's with Jabba's son. Yeah, that. What happened? Yeah, yeah. That so the movie little, was with Jabba's son. Lord yeah, kid. <laughs> Lord, kid. With a little oh, Lord, kid in your backpack. There you go. Know what you're met, that was where she was kind of annoying. Was in that movie. Yeah, that whole movie. The clone. You're absolutely yeah. right, but part of what you're also yeah. missing in that is that she's international. Everybody in the world likes Ahsoka. Yeah, she plays well in Japan. So she plays well in America. She plays well in South America. Yeah, New in, Zealand, in Asia, England, everywhere. Africa. Is, she is it, man. Thanks, she Lord. is it, and they they have made it. They have made it so that she is going to be the one to carry carry. It. And they knew it. They knew it way back when. Jesus Christ. They knew it way back when that Ahsoka Ahsoka was the one. Like no, they did. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I, and that's where, like, you start looking at the pole character and all that. And it's definitely going to come. Like, I know people are really excited about a lot of stuff. And, like, they're trying to think about what what's way down the line. And they're like, oh, well, Dave's going to do this. And Dave's going to do that. And you're thinking, like, yeah, but he's still got to do Bad Batch. He's still got to do the rest of Ahsoka. He's got to do the Sabine Ezra thing. He's got to do the um, the Bo story. Like, because those are his characters. And then he's going to bring Pol Khan. And, I mean, because it is what it is. And then he's got to hit Voss up. And these are yeah, all... But you're also forgetting about Favreau, who is who is a major player with his own team, right? He he's got an amazing team behind him, and any right. Hollywood director yeah, or major writer in that industry right now wants to work with John Favreau. Yeah. So all he has to do is assign them key pieces, and we have to understand that those two guys with Lucas right now they understand what people want because they want the same things. They just want to see them. Right. You know, like they didn't well, hesitate on getting Boba Fett his armor back. <laughs> you know, they didn't hesitate on showing us what we wanted to see in they, great did, detail. Did he steal his armor back? You bet. Yeah. I, I would, I would caution though. Like you, you've got a lot of valid points. We've said a lot of that stuff before, but I'd be very cautious when you start throwing out what the loud, like that's what got Star Wars in trouble there towards the end. Like you started listening to people tell you what you wanted and then you gave it to them supposedly what they wanted in that first movie. And it did not turn out well from then on. Like it just did not turn out, out well. It was just the first movie gave everybody what they wanted. It was garbage. It, it, well, was garbage but, so it, was but it was regurgitated. <laughs> oh, it was yeah, yeah. It was it a was dog a eating its own vomit. That lined it up so that you could have the last I mean, one, which was complete trash. So, so that was, Mar- that Marco was, likes yeah. episode nine. Yeah. So we'll no. just what? You know, don't pick on episode nine. That's his. That's the worst. The worst 
thing. Oh, ever okay. Ever. I thought you were serious. I was about to be like, oh wow, yeah, that movie sucks. Well, let's let's talk well, a little cool bit about let let's talk a little bit about the the Boba Fett talk that happened on Mandalorian yeah, spec wise with That's open right. season and all that stuff. And I think you got some stuff to talk about High <laughs> yeah. Republic also. I do. So if you've been following the Grams, as they, the kids call it, or maybe they don't because I'm old. I don't know what they call it. But uh, the Grams. we're kind of putting out a couple pictures. And one of the ones we've kind of been talking about or pushing out lately is, do we have this slide there, Matt? We've Which been one talking, do you want? Show me the one where he shows the armor thing with, uh, with Coneheaded through Bubba Fett. Oh, you want a Coneheaded? Like, yeah. Coneheaded. Shout out to Tommy TV. So this, <laughs> this right here is probably like one of the coolest things ever because, you know, we – we over on the dark side you know, are big fans of a book called Open Season. And one of the reasons why we're big fans of that is because they got a character named Jester. And Jester is the one who adopted Jango Fett. And he does it in that book. And that makes him a Mandalorian. And when you first and when he first put on the Bubble Fett armor, we were they still had the Jester logo in the corner. You can kind of see it here. If you fall up below on the right side, there's that little like corn type uh Mm. he's got right there on the right they side. can't see it because you shot it from your tv it's 3 30 in the morning what do you want me to do i'm shooting no i understand what you're saying yeah i've always wondered about that symbol actually we're, yeah, we're putting this together and i go who took this picture from their tv and mark was like i did dude <laughs> I go, yeah, I like this three thirty my time eastern standard time i watch it once and i watch it again and shoot pictures man like okay, I might be a little bit of a crazy fan. I I don't. Have he looks problem. like he has as outgrown his armor. Jesus, yeah, he's, yeah, he's a little. Tr- I did like the scarring though. It was kind of cool because that's a throwback too to like he got scarred by the acid. If you know the story of how he in the uh, legacy stuff how he got out, they did that mm-hmm. acid scarring from the Sarlacc pit. So that was really cool. But but what's even better, and we knew this because we didn't translate the uh, Mandalorian language right off the bat. But the first thing I text Solo Wookie was, and I was like, open season. And, and we kind of put it up as soon as, you know, we didn't want to, we don't spoil stuff. So we kind of let it go for a while. And what I meant by open season is he says in that line, like, this is my dad's armor. My dad fought in the civil war. And all I could think about was like, Jester, like, dude, that's so cool. Cause they just made Boba Fett and Django Fett just by that line alone. Even before you find out what, what the code is in here, they made him a Mandalorian. They made him a Mandalorian. And then, Matt, if you could go to what the code says. So, so it says pretty much, so it says Foundling. Yeah, and Foundling is. There's, there's that symbol. You were Foundling took into the yeah. year, the Concord yeah. Dawn. Concord Dawn is the planet. So the planet where they were having the mentor. Mentor Dawn. Father so Fett. Yeah, is Je- so the mentor is Jester, who is the guy who adopted in open season. That's the So Jester finds Django Fett, takes him in as a little kid. And then his father's Fett. So that makes Bubble Fett, because he's a fa- Be- Django Fett's a foundling, that makes Django Fett a Mandalorian through the foundling rules. Mm. And then that makes Boba Fett, because he's his son, even though he's a clone son, even though he's a clone son, I get it, but it makes him... DNA. Yeah, it makes him a uh, it makes him a Mandalorian too, even though he says, I'm by myself. That, that kind of plays that whole way there. So like that's just super cool. I think when people kind of figure that out, that you know, if you could go to the books real quickly, we'll talk about some of the books and some of the stuff that might pop off from it. You want the Marvel well, remember, or I don't know, uh, but over to the Bubba Fett stuff. The open oh, remember, he's yeah. unaltered. He asked for an unaltered clone. So Boba yeah, that doesn't literally. Age yeah, he he doesn't have all that other aging crap and all the other GMO stuff put in him. Man, he's pure. Oh, so uh, so people are asking. This is where it is. So it's right here. 
in uh, Star Wars Django Fett open season number one. Now, there's a couple things here that you got to know. So number one, if you look at the little kid in the background on the cover, that technically is Django Fett. All right. That's Jester right there with the gun. That's Django Fett behind him when he takes him. On the second one, that's where uh, Jester dies and Django kind of takes over for a little bit. There's It's a four part series. All four books are good. And all four picks between when we posted about it and everything else have been obviously picking up steam. You can't find it. Next slide, please. If you could. Thank you. But don't sleep on this. So that's the, the Django Fett uh, open season TPB. We talk about that a lot when we talk about trade paperbacks that do well. This has always been a fan favorite trade paperback. It's the Dark Horse, not the reprint of the Legacy, but the Dark Horse one. I think you could still get them for around $60 or so. That tells the whole story. It's a good book to get, especially if you can get near mint. Technically, technically, the first time Django Fett shows up in a comic book-ish type character is in the TPB slash one-shot. So Dark Horse did these one-shots, and when he showed up in it, it was Django Fett in Django Fett. He showed up in a one-shot. Technically, I would consider that a trade paperback because that's what it is, but he shows up in there, and the second one to that is uh, Zane Wesley, the shape the shape shifter shapeshifter she's the one that tried to do like the th tried to kill padme and then they ended up chasing her down and that can do that stupid mm. thing that jumps out of the plane and everything else but so he first damn westall yeah thank you he he first starts off that's the first time you kind of see him in comic comic book ish form is in that trade paperback and then obviously you know these comic packs this one has always been a comic pack that's been pretty expensive um you get Jester in that. You get Jester's kind of right-handish, scaredy-cat type man in it too. And then you get the open season book. And I think those things are going between five and six somewhere there. I, I That's something that just – those are crazy. The, uh, it's always been a big uh, toy. I guess you could consider it under the toy line. But that comic packs has always been good. And I, I, I mean, those things just keep going up and up. So that's kind of covers the whole – now that they're back in canon uh, as Mandalorians, those are kind of the things you so, got to look for. I agree. Do you? So, what do you think about Pre Vizsla? I mean, this is in my eyes prime pickings for Pre Vizsla. In book one, yeah, go pick up all the Pre Viz that you can find because that's who kills Jaster. No, Torviz, Torvizla. So Torvizla oh, right. in it one, yeah, in one, and then Torvizla, then in two, like uh, so. Little Django runs underneath a tank. It's kind of messed up because it's Dark Horse comics, right? They always like to blow off hands or have kids kill people and stuff like that. <laughs> so little kitty Django runs underneath a tank. Is it in the end of one or is it in two? I think it's in two. In two, he runs underneath uh, the tank and kind of sets up a bomb. And they think they blew up uh, Tor Vizsla, who, by the way, important note about Tor Vizsla. Thank you for bringing that up, Solo Wookiee, is the guy who started Death Watch. So mm. the important parts about before all – bringing this all back like the important part about it is like technically mando is under the code of tor Vizla, where boba fett is under the true mandalorian or the you know code like that's really what it is because he's a descendant of jester uh is that a question well and with with i mean you're gonna see tor and pre because of the black saber and all of that so eventually they're coming yeah I mean, if they do the backstory, like I think that might be where the um, where the heads clash. Like when you have to, obviously, we're going to talk about it more because people want to know. Only the the only person smart enough to figure out what the 
picture of a samurai on our Instagram was, was Kyle, because he thought it was really smart. <laughs> well, I definitely want to talk about that samurai stuff, too, because me and you kind of talked about this, um, Marco, uh, about how the Mandalorian is and the character of Boba Fett in the Mandalorian is really starting to kind of play out into, in my opinion, the Sanjuro Toshiro Mifune. Is that how you say his last name? Mifune? Toshiro Mifune. This guy. Mifune. Mifune. Thank you, Greg. Um, this that's guy that's living in Japan. Yeah, this is uh, obviously we all know that <laughs> Mandalorian is uh, a big o- homage to uh, Kurosawa films and spaghetti westerns, which also spaghetti westerns were homage to Kurosawa films and vice versa. Or, I mean, same with Mandalorian. But Boba Fett is really turning into this Toshiro Mifune character, not only in Sanjuro, but also in Seven Samurai. Yeah, so like that's where, and we'll get more into it in the uh, show that we're going to do. That's what the picture is all about: was the Seven Samurai, because now you have at least three of the Seven Samurai, and uh, we know we know that uh, Dave and we should probably telling John is that this stick of the Seven Samurai has been used a couple times before in Clone Wars, Rebels. They've mm-hmm. used it in those, and it looks like they're going to use it again. It looks like they're collecting the Seven Samurais, and on the show this week, we're going to theorize who the Seven Samurai are going to be actually. Who are who they actually are going to be? One of them obviously is Bubble Fett. Uh, one Cara Dune. Maybe she might. She you might. don't think so? Uh Carl pull the sheriff out. You know, yeah. come on, help us do this thing. Yeah, that's going to be one of them. So that's probably going to be one of them too. We have her on there. Uh, obviously, I think we're going to go back and maybe get Bill Burke in there a little bit too. Carl Weathers, but only if he's in boxing shorts. Listen, Apollo Creed can only come out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a big top hat. Well, hey, listen to the, re- the rest of them. We'll give away on that show, so feel free. We're going to do it again, same time as last week. What time is that? I, I don't know what it is. Whatever whatever all the people on that show told me that I need to do it at. I think it's Someone like- could tell you if he would stop eating fucking popcorn. Yeah, uh, popcorn's freaking good man i guess 5 30 eastern my time's the latest 5 30 eastern so i think it's 5 30 eastern 5 30 eastern 3 30 mountain excellent there you go so watch it then we'll kick it off real quickly we'll go over some other cool little things uh that i'm not sure people have seen yet Uh, like how they can't jump in between rock to rock and then do spinny back Twirls and roll on the ground and jump up and shoot four, you know, stormtroopers. Like, I like whose armor is clearly made of plastic. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. No, they're no, taking no, shots no, and, no. and all the stormtroopers are just going to work because their armor is made of plastic. <laughs> we, we will address how, it, how it, it does remind us a lot of like fan, uh, the fan shot movies that they were making there for a while in between some of the uh, movie things. It really does. We'll hit all that stuff up. Obviously, when you're looking at this stuff, don't fall asleep on those TPBs, especially the uh, the Django Fett open season one. That's a great one to get. I have a couple. I mean, obviously, I have a couple of those. I have a couple of the other Django ones. I do not have the toy set. I had sold that uh, when it hit $350, and I thought that that was a good deal to sell it. Uh, I'm a moron sometimes, but I don't regret it. $350 for something that I paid uh, $8 for is okay in my books. What are, what are they now? Yes. Uh, they're probably around six, five fifty five, to six. Well, let's, let's take a live look at that while you're talking about it. What is this? This is the Entertainment Earth. Uh, this is the comic. This is the comic pack for uh, for Jester, and 
And and tune in, folks, because uh, Pete, one of the great guys on this channel, has been doing toys. And Still goes for about three hundred, Marco. Uh, right about now. Stuff. And, and his, not off. his no, toy yeah. shows have been it's great, amazing. Yeah, I mean that thing's just going to bounce. Like I really do see it settling around the six hundred dollar mark. It's crazy, think, dude. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely a crazy one. Um, I don't know what you can buy it for technically, right? I think that's why I was looking up to try to see what people were what was available out there. Cause I was like, Oh, maybe I'll go buy back in hoping that it had gone back under that $250 mark. And I know it wasn't under $250 mark when I tried to buy it to, uh, yesterday or two days ago, man. Four fifty. Uh, well, best offer for four fifty on December 4th. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it sold for four fifty, but it's somewhere around there. Okay. It's crazy, yeah. man. And we were just talking about this today, uh, how I felt like some of the toys weren't getting the due they should. Um, and this is an outlier, obviously. Well, these all these Entertainment Earth comic packs uh, ha- have value. They've held their value, too, some of them. Um, obviously, this one, the Jason and Jaina Solo. Uh, but the Entertainment Earth ones really held their value because only hardcore Star Wars fans at the time were picking them up. Um, there isn't that very many of them out there. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're crazy i know a couple people in the toy that's why i got them because there's guys that i know that are toy guys that were like hey listen you know they're buying them by the box load they're buying from toys r us when they were doing stuff and uh not not when they were going out of business back in the day and like it was kind of cool to get in on some of those things um what i will say too though is yeah pete hit me up with a couple of other of these so pete is doing a line on these i know because in our group chat he's asked a couple questions about watch Watch for it when Pete does this comic packs because there's a very specific one and I'm not going to spoil it. There's a very specific one that he's going to have there. And if you come across it, you better pick it up. It's uh, super rare and it's going to be really good. So check out what Pete's doing on the channel. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. His his toy reviews are awesome man i love them and and to see that he's doing these i'm i'm super excited for yeah, this that guy one, man. this, this yeah. is gonna be incredible i uh real quick i want to give uh, i agree 100 percent. the chat has been amazing tonight yes. um you guys make every show on this channel uh enjoyable for the people that are doing the show um you make the shows fun especially these live shows um i want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat uh i see i see doc joe's in there that guy DZ blue green's in there uh patrick is always in the house so um much love to all you guys uh it's hey listen if you guys aren't following wonder world comics make sure you guys go follow uh his channel um one of the titans in the industry uh so make sure you give him a a a shout out check him out um over on his channel but uh yeah thank you guys for 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 making these shows awesome yeah stick boy jj good to see you guys um hey so let's talk a little something else so i can go I've been, I put a half a bottle down, so I'm going to have to refresh myself real quickly and then we'll get into High Republic if that's cool with you guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll well, get- let's talk about Millar. <laughs> yeah. Matt? Yeah. So we were kind of talking earlier about yeah. specking on, on Marvel books and kind of what Marvel's doing and, and what they're going into. And I think people are, are sleeping on the, we got the announcement, what, two, two, three years ago that Millar signed a big contract with, Netflix to bring a bunch of his properties to uh, Netflix to develop shows and movies. And the big one right now that's uh, dropped that is going to be the first to hit the streaming services, Jupiter Legacy. Mm-hmm. They're talking about that coming out um, early to mid 2021. 
So are they um, starting to sell now that, that that's been? They're not. So if you want to get in early on on another combo property that might explode, Jupiter Legacy, you're, you're looking at under fifteen bucks. They're selling for number ones right now. A uh, number one sold today for ten dollars. Well, they have three three series, right? They have three volumes. Mm-hmm. So, so we don't know where the first and two, number one and two. But we don't know where the series takes place in those volumes, right? Because it's right. very easy in that timeline that they put up for them to start at the end, the middle, or the beginning. And right, we don't the, we, we don't know. Right, but he's he's Malaris said it's only covering the first two, so it's covering oh, okay. the, the story of the first two. So. So and, and say this again, and this is for what again? For Jupiter, uh, Jupiter Legacy. Jupiter's Legacy, yeah. I, if I'm specking, I think your anus legacy is going to be worth a whole lot more. <laughs> I think you should Not get Corbin. all over that. Get get balls deep in that. Oh, wow. Get balls deep in, in oh, his I respect that one. Wow. <laughs> but um, I, I I like the Jupiter Not Legacy Not after that stuff. train, man. Yeah. <laughs> beep, beep. Sorry guys, I can't. If there's a chance at a Uranus joke, I I can't let it linger. I I I have to. I'm hey, sorry. Dick and fart jokes will always be funny, brother. Uranus <laughs> jokes are the best jokes in the entire world, next to farting into an intercom in a Sam's Club. All right, that just <laughs> very specific. And on that note, <laughs> yeah, Matt. Oh, but man. yeah. Uh, yeah. Wonder World Comics. I mean, he said yeah. it more, the Malar stuff's going to be huge, and he thinks that the universe <laughs> is going to merge together. But you th- blew got, it. What? Totally did. Oh, you want me to end it? <laughs> you no. Where's your sound? Oh, my bad. I'm your sound bite. I'm paying attention to to doing the show. I'm not paying attention to solo uh, Wookie's anus. All right. Obviously not. If if Brian's <laughs> going like this, I know. I I saw it, but. <laughs> But what I'm making on is actually Puck. Drop the hammer. Puck. That's what I really want to see because that was – I don't know if – I know like Matt read it and I know I read it and stuff. And it was a great – it was a great comic. And the cool thing about Huck is they had iconic – they took iconic movie covers and that's what a lot of their covers were. They took an iconic story and turned it into yes. a really cool you know, idea – I'm like, all for I I agree I think Miller World or Millar World or however you say it is going to be whatever they're going to put out is awesome. The guy's a genius when it comes to coming up and telling stories. I, I thought Jupiter's Legacy was interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Are they talking live live action? Yeah, it's going to be a live action ser- series. Well, this is very good news for people who are pining for Saga. Because it so gets us one step closer to that. He's yeah. announced the first um his first project. So Juber Legacy is going to be a series. American Jesus uh is a, is a, gonna be a film, Huck is gonna be a film, and then Shark Boy and Hunter or Shark Boy the Hunter is is another series that he's that's Hopefully coming. That's, this. that's so far all that's been hit on. But reborn, we've had people that have worked on the project of reborn tell us specifically that that's been optioned by Netflix. So I'm assuming reborn will be announced eventually as well. So I do like, I, I liked nemesis and, and superior back in the day. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see if they can do that. Well, 
Um, when did I, that Reborn come out? A couple what, years ago. Year was it was a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. That was, remember, when Capullo was doing Batman, right? Just after 2016. Batman. 2016. Yeah, it was right after he ended the, him and Snyder ended their Batman New 52 yeah, run. Because Reborn 1 came out, I think, October of 16. Because I still see a crap ton of those everywhere and in dollar bins. Dollar and, and it, you know. I it's mean, because even, there was like. high grades are like two bucks in box, you know. It's because there's so many printed. It was one of those ones that were way printed a lot. And like number one, like there was a shitload of covers for it. Like, you know, like this is the McFarlane cover. And then fucking. So it was just one of those ones. And it was one of those ones that everybody jumped on. Like everybody was buying Reborn when it came out. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you had half of the, the Batman team attached to it. You had Galapian and Capullo and yep. with Millar writing it. So it was a. It was a knockout team. Don't you but, have a bunch of those in the variants, Brian? No, I don't have any reborn stuff. I bought a shitload of everything of it. I stockpiled reborn. I stockpiled like everything that Millar was pumping out at the time. I just bought. I just bought it all, just in hopes that of like this day. You know what I mean? Like now that. So like I was stoked when they made the announcement a couple years ago. And then now I'm like, come on, now it's time to start talking about everything because I probably have like a short box of fucking Millar stuff waiting for this day. So, like, he made that other one about the kids that took like this, the drugs and it made them fast and they were like robbing banks and shit. Yeah, M- uh, MPH. MPH. I bought a shitload of those too because thinking, up, oh, this is good. This has got to hit. This has got to hit MPH because it was, it was actually a pretty cool story. But I don't think it really. I think his stuff is perfect out. for Netflix. I think his stuff's perfect for Netflix. Well, it's kind of different, and that's and it kind of works with Netflix. Yeah, you know what I mean, like the Umbrella Academy stuff, like that. And that's that's Millar stuff is a little bit on the fringe of stuff like that. So I think that's why it would be it's good for Netflix. He he took something and used it to the best possible ability. He he had a great sensibility about traditional heroes. And then he got the Stormwatch characters and used the authority. <laughs> the thing with Millar is he's really, really good at pacing. And what he did, what he started turned into a, a horror show. Him and Warren, Warren Ellis, remember, started in the, what would they call it again? The widescreen comic storytelling? I can't remember. Do you remember the the term? Where they were using the always the two page spreads and like oh this, yes it, yes I remember that. what was yeah. it called um, you remember I, damn it I can't remember right now could be the half bottle of Jim Beam I've consumed but it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it hey, yeah um, and it's three three p.m. just trying to keep up um, but what what that turned into was decompression oh, damn we right? didn't have that up forever and then that that was that was not a good thing but Miller took something. And he ran with it and all the best to him because he, he started uh, in a, in a very unique way. Right. He started uh, from his little, little area. And then he was almost like a protege to Grant Morrison. In his yeah. little area. Yeah. You just, you say he's it's a very guy. true. 
It is very true. Up in uh, Scotland, yeah. right? He's from Scotland. Yes. Yeah. And it Him, was very true uh, that Frank he, Quitely, Grant Morrison. Yes, yes, those those three massively talented people knew each other. And yeah. they knew they knew Morrison because of his early work. Yeah. And they and, used and, him. And they, they, they completely used him, and he knew they were doing it, but he wanted to support them. Yeah, he was a buddy, yeah. And, yeah. and <laughs> Mark Millar has debilitating uh, a debilitating Crohn's uh, problem. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That, that's why like he'll go on these spurts where he won't do anything for a while just because his Crohn's is so bad. Um, so uh, yeah, Feel free to go donate with uh, your share to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, something that's really close to me, too. So yep. feel free to – Go out there during sharing times over the holidays and make a donation real quickly. A lot of times they'll match it. Yeah. And yeah. dude, yeah, Superman and Spider Man next to each other, bro. Come on. <laughs> listen, listen. Fuck I had program. pressure from the community to have a background put together. Okay. They like, hey, you need a background. So I just put some <laughs> comic stuff behind me. Dude, and we're we're all out I can't waste time on let's what we can Hey, let's better. give it to Chad now. We've all had a couple drinks. Let's talk about this. Get off of me. Now I'm all self-conscious. I'm going to put a short box here and another poster of Spider-Man. And I got one up top, too. I got See, I got a little extra Spider-Man thing over here. Kyle, I know, uh, I know Brian put it up. Uh, why don't you go ahead and, and kind of let the chat know what the, the, the QR code's all about. So what we I know if you guys... Can it drink, other, bitches? Yes. I know if you've been watching the other shows, I'm, I, I know Brian's been promoting it. So what we're going to do every week is... We're playing a drinking game. And what I'll do is that <laughs> QR code will be keywords. When you hear us say the keywords, you drink. Uh, most of the times, no one on the show is going to know what the keywords are. It's just something that I put up for. I mean, I guess they can. We'll just drink normally. And we'll just drink normally. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it gives you guys a chance to, to play a game with us and play and be more a little more interactive on top of being awesome in the chat. You guys can play the you know the drinking game with us and i try to drink along with it but i don't want a lot of people to know the words so i drink it between the words and with the words and i'm gonna figure out the words i'm figuring out the words for sure dude you can't <laughs> like i mean i've already drank three red bulls i'm drinking a shitload of whiskey now i'm on the whiskey and coke because of it god damn it Y'all wait till I get my shots. That's all I got to say. Right? <laughs> wait till I get my shots to cream soda. We'll be back at our Corbin train, baby. Back it up. Beep, beep. <laughs> Getting on the Corbin train. If, if anybody hey, out there if, has a Gotham by Gaslight poster oh, that you can send Co- Corbin, where is he would it? Yeah. love that. Please, always. And it, you know what? And one more thing is, is the even if you don't drink and you smoke or whatever you do, Whatever you do, those are the keywords. Yeah, you can always so, play along. We everybody's welcome. There's you a need, lot. You you know. need one mysterious keyword, and then we can flash the Pee Wee Herman where the whole house explodes. Do, and do, do, like, do, 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 do. <laughs> you gotta be careful. We don't want Corbin getting drunk on Shasta, though. <laughs> Yeah, messed a, up. A, a quarter I, full of Shasta is not Shasta. a good time. I'm gonna do some Shasta and co- no Roman. Forget it. Yeah, exactly. Man, I am Shasta. Maybe you Long Island ice. iced tea with extra <laughs> yeah, iced tea. Iced tea. I hear that you don't have yeah. <laughs> Long Island iced tea with extra iced tea, right, Corbin? I'm no, I'm no. <laughs> You're so far under the bus. Let's hear the story. Come on, story right, from yeah. uh, Star Wars. Uh, Bobby, uh, 
Give the story and then I'll talk High Republic. Let's do it. About the okay. I used to, I didn't know Long Island Ice Tea had didn't have tea in it. So I go up to a bar one day and I'm over here and I'm like, I used to say this to random guys and be like, mm, I taste the Lipton. Like I thought I'm so f- I, no, mm, I taste that black tea, whatever the case may be, right? So I'm in this bar and I'm like, hey, so can I get Afros? I'm back. No, you're good. You're, you're, good. you're back. You're back. Okay, good. Yeah, internet lag. And you know, anyway. Cool. I went to the bar one time and I'm like, hey, can I get a, a Long Island iced tea um, with some extra tea, please? And he goes, what, what do you mean? I was like, no, like a Long Island iced tea, but just extra tea. And he's like, you know, there's no tea in Long Island iced tea. And at that point, I should have said, oh, yeah, of course I knew that. Or been like, ah, and I went. I, like no. Marcus said, I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't say, son. Can I see your ID, please? <laughs> I know my check your ID. Where the, where? Hey, I don't feel check. bad, Corbin. I guarantee there's people that are watching this right now that just had an aha moment. Bro. Well, there you go. He, and he asked me how old I was. I was 24. This was last year. And uh, I've been drinking them for three years and did not know that there was no tea in them. They just tasted good. And what I like it. What you said was, I'm sorry, sir. I'm new at this game. <laughs> and turned around and walked the fuck away. <laughs> I should have. I should have, but I dropped the ball. So, you no, know, you should have said, I'm sorry, sir, but the customer is always right. Put extra tea in that. Extra bit. tea in that. Bit. <laughs> You're right. So, so that make it lifting too, bitch. Yeah. That's what I thought, yo. I'm sitting there. I'm, sitting, or nothing. I'm drinking. He's going, mm, yep, this is right. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel that. I don't know. My, I've been, I was stupid for three years, man. Three years drinking that. Anyway, let's get to some higher public. Is that one of those, like, thoughts where you're like. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder World, I am so (sighs) dope at you, bro. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) The T's a six level. Yeah, I think you're right. (laughs) Typical DC. Wow. Comics are fun. You guys are coming for me. (laughs) Get him. Get him. I like. The tea is the sixth liquor. So there are no <laughs> okay, so, uh, <laughs> hey, so uh, nah, this is we the, love you, Corbin, man. <laughs> you know, for five, man. We where, love where, you, Corbin. Where, okay, so I'm not going to say I work for a company that is uh, Rose <laughs> before everybody knew what it was, but there's a little 800 number on the can. And if you work for, if you used to work for that company at the, because it's like one guy that owns it, they used to <clears throat> back in the day. These, yeah, there's. I don't know if it's still on the can. I should probably check to see if it is. But there used don't call that eight hundred number. There used to be an eight hundred number on the can. Now it looks like a website, and it used to have an answering machine there, and people would call in all the time. So that at the end of the year, they had this big bash, and I'm not going to explain to what was going on in that big bash. But they would have some great illustrators illustrate the kind of like uh, prank wars or whatever, where people would call and leave the messages. They'd illustrate what's going on. Uh, what my boy Stick Boy there said about it. Uh, yeah, you'd hear you'd hear stuff like that and like the uh, a little bit more crude comments about that too going on in there. What was actually inside the contents of that like and ball balls? Oh, dude, it was crazy, man. Yeah, drunk. They they would come up. They're like uh, the best ever was the guy who called in one time and was like, you know what you all got to do this. Which and he they probably should have done this because it's a brilliant. It was a brilliant idea at the time. He's like. What you got to do is get together with a certain uh, alcohol company that uh, tastes like licorice and make have that in a little can and then make it so that you can snap it onto your can, tip it upside down, and then 
go to town with it, dude, which is probably they missed out on that one. But they would draw these little cartoons and everything else. And what uh, what he was saying over there was kind of true. Like you have people call in thinking that there was uh, bull stuff in the in, in the actual. That's what they thought the Toran was was bull stuff. Uh, wow, Jägermeister. Jägermeister was what the guy said. Moose blood. Yeah. Well, that's uh, right. So what are we on to now? I like this I one probably- though. Uh, oh. th- this question that Patrick had, did you see this uh, about Star Wars Old Republic number four? Key Collector put out some type of alert saying uh, hmm. something about it, and now it's selling for a nice amount. Anything that he puts out sells for a nice amount, doesn't it? Well, do, is there any? Let's is there any up. truth? Let's pull to it up. This? Pull it up. Let's pull it up. Show me the because right. I know covers. Like I need to see the covers. Show me right. the money. We're gonna play drink. Uh, so so and so. Uh, Cattle steroids, huh? No, it wasn't that. They did a the one guy. I'm not gonna get into what their sales process was. Bull semen. So, <laughs> Rocky Mountain energy drink. Rocky Mountain oysters all day long. Tastes like chicken. Oh, Hold on, let me find it. That's the Malik book. This is ridiculous. Yeah, does it have to be this hard? Lost Sun Two. Jesus, uh, nice. So they're talking about the video game one that has uh, what's the name in it? Is that what they're saying? Blue this green. one? Are they saying this one? The Old Republic Four Blood of the Empire Part One. So that's the old. That's the that's off the video game that's got what's her name? Uh, that's got the daughter of um, Jaina Solo. I mean, um, uh, Revan and uh, Batiste uh, Saucer Batiste in it. That's the series that has that in it. Is this the one that they're talking about, Patrick? Uh, let us know. No, it's not Blood of Empire. It's the other one. Go through the Old Republic. Oh, it's Knights of the Old Republic. Is it Kotor? No, not Knights. It's old. Is it the video game one? That's that's it. Blood yeah, of the Old. That's Empire? Knights of the Old Republic. Paid a hundred dollars for. Oh shoot! I lost my. Yeah. Sorry about the mess. The series. Go to the first book in that series. <laughs> Go to the first book in that series. This is what we're playing right now at three in the morning, two in the morning. Go to the second book. Yeah, is that it? I can't see out of your screen. Let me enlarge it. Yeah, I think yeah, that's it. Pat says that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The video game one where it's the great grand, the great grandchild of. Uh, I yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I'm trying to move. I'm trying to move the mouse like I'm moving your screen here. Like, <laughs> 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 hey, yeah. Okay, so Patrick says not night. So it was, yeah. Patrick said it was the video game one, right? The one off video game. Yeah, the one, the first one that I showed. Yeah. So they're saying about the the daughter. Well, you want to know why that is? Because there's been a casting supposedly about a first female Jedi type person, and I mean, whatever. Is it a good book? Yeah, if you can get it for I have it over here for a couple bucks. Like, yeah, yeah, it's cool because if they don't go with Revit, you know, that was kind of what we were talking about earlier, right, Greg? Like how far how far can they expand and how fast, right? Like you have to cover you have to cover a lot of stuff. There's a lot of you have to cover in whatever you're gonna do with Bubba Fett, the scoundrels slash bounty hunters. You have to cover the Soka story, you have to cover the Bo Katana story, you have to cover the bad batch, what you're doing with the animated stuff, you have to cover the rest of Mando for the next three seasons till Wolf dies and Cub eventually becomes a bad guy and pokes somebody's eye out. You have to like, you have to cover all that type of stuff. Okay. 
And at the same time, you're going to have those new characters going out, the new producers, because they're obviously using them to produce other stuff. But you have the Obi-Wan series that's already starting to film. You've got the uh, K2SO and uh, Cassian one that's in filming. So, like, different crew. That's a different team. That's I understand. A, I understand yeah. how much of the, there, There's I, a direction. They're not going to. I, I, I have a feeling, man, that that's not going to like impact anything. Right. It's because question. that's going to take place before it can it can influence anything else really. But you got to remember John, John does stuff in phases. So no, I, I get it, but there's yeah. no rebellion like at, at, during the, during the Mandalorian, you know, it's, it's, it's like a done deal, right? They're, they're in that transition phase where they're looking at the first, first order or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so all of that stuff is going to be nice to add. And they're, yeah. they're going to be kind of like, like, you know, at adding layers oh, and texture, but it's not going to change that direction is what i what i think anyway oh, no, i no, that's yeah i agree with that my point yeah. is like at what point like you it's great that we can produce all this stuff and release all this stuff but there's only so many months in the year and there's so many times that you're going to be able to so like let's say uh in this year we're gonna get bad batch right and we'll get Andor k2so for the rest of it right so then we're already or for the beginning of next year right at the end of next year you're going to do mandalorian season three right in so 2022 next, you get obi-wan right so the next one 2022 you got yeah. obi-wan right mm-hmm. so then out, after obi-wan you're probably going to do either a bo-katana story or a bo-katana ahsoka tana story that takes up that you're going to do the last season of mandalorian now we're already into 2023 mm-hmm. right so like at what point do you get to the old republic like that's kind of what I'm saying. You're you to finish this phase out. You're going to finish this phase out in what 2026 about. So then, th- th- I guess that's kind of the question I'm getting at. Like, yeah, it's great that Key Collector did put something down and got people to notify about that book, and it's cool. But at what point do you step in to say like, oh, the granddaughter of Revan is is going to get her own spinoff? Mm. It's going to spike now, but you're going to have three years before anything if you're lucky three years before yeah. anything lands Revan's coming and they're gonna they're gonna fast track him man I'm telling you he's the hero's journey everybody already loves him they're already putting out cool stuff for him at like the 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 force effects lightsabers and um they're putting him in the 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 video games yeah. like the, the, oh, the, no. okay, the so that, game the ancillary that's, stuff is being seeded already right that's a little bit of a miss that's a little bit of misleading because when they dropped all that like the stuff because i do play galaxy like when that stuff got dropped that got dropped at the same time that they did all the gaming the gaming exclusives for uh GameStop. So I like, get it, but I'm saying they put him in uh, as a major character in these games. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're pushing, they're They wouldn't put him there if they didn't have plans for him. Are they that smart though? Do you no, know? Yeah. That's what those I, marketing I, people are I, that I, smart. Dave, I think Dave Filoni and the guys who are, who are running it now, I think are that smart. I think you're giving him too much credit. I'm not saying he's yeah, not. Yeah. You too, though. man. Yeah. I, you know, if you think yeah. about it, like I work with video game companies. Yeah. And they have, they have a lot of money, right? And they have enough money to hire enough people to do whatever the, whatever they want. Okay, really, they do. And they're not that smart. Yeah, <laughs> okay? yeah but you forget. They're not that smart. We're talking about Star Wars here. We're talking about Star Wars. Star Wars. So what? No, no. Star, Star Wars. Do you know how hardcore like, Star Wars? Like, Star Wars. Like they are billion dollars. Four billion dollars is planning. That's the investment. Yeah. No name actors. No, and I, I'm sorry, Brian. Wrong. I'm sorry, Brian, but like there's a couple guys here and me included. Like, there's nothing I like more than to see Revan. Like, don't get me wrong. 
but like how to get into it and how long it's going to take to get there. And that game that you're talking about, I played. They had Revenal before they dropped the gaming thing on that. I'm just saying, like, set your expectations properly. You're not going to, you're the average person that watches the movies has no clue who that character is. Yeah. Orion's introducing all these characters. Dude, there's people who are just screaming about how great Mando is who don't even know what uh, uh, Rebels is or Cold Wars or Resistance. So don't want to. Yeah. It's not like, like you're looking at a niche thing and going like, this could be so good. Hold on. Am I? Because here's where I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. If a character is good, like Revan is, don't, don't get me like, nobody can deny how good of a character Revan is. His whole journey, his whole story, his, the way he looks, um, I, like they've hit it on all cylinders. Good, bad, all that stuff, right? Huh? So hold on. And, and that character is so good. Why can't they just start with him? This is a new character for most people. And and just boom, here he is. They don't have to tell his his beginning story for us to see him. Why can't we get his beginning story during the same bro? You know thing, bro, bro. People didn't know that Mandalorians take off their fucking helmet. They, they fucking don't have to. They don't have to. Go to mind. No, no, no. Time mm. out. You're not, you're not understanding. You're not understanding. If a large enough people that it fucking made a stink on the like on the internet. That people didn't fucking know that Mandalorians take their fucking helmet off. And that was an introduction to Bo Kafuckantana, who Bo. is like a fan favorite. Bo from Clone Wars, not not from hey, not from what people you, understand as Star Wars. Is anybody, not from on. what people understand as Star Wars, man. Does anybody on people here that doesn't Wars. know Star Wars care about the Mandalorians taking off their helmet or not? No, but they're not writing stuff for us. They're trying to get the bigger market. That's what I mean. They're, that's what I mean. They don't care. Revan is a good character, so they don't care if they if they tell him in the right way. They just want to get him out there. Hey, look, if you're right, look, you're right. I'm, I'm just, just saying. That's all I think. No, no, no. I, I, I think this is a good debate. What I'm telling you is, like, they have so much stuff that they're already mining and putting into place. They are not – you – uh, like honestly people even people maybe in the chat right now didn't know a year or a year and a half ago who Revan was like they didn't know now because we're on a spec site and a key collector puts up an app or whoever puts up an app and gives them a sign or or somebody gets on a list and puts it out there they, they're like yeah I mean people didn't know that in the flip book that he's in the flip book like they didn't know that like so you can't tell me people were like there has been a niche market for him. There's also been a niche market for uh, Darth Nihilus for a long time. There's also been a niche market for because you've seen them in cons, but it's one person. Like even at Celebration, there's not 15 Ravens. There's a hundred Darth Mauls. There's a hundred Rays. There's a hundred of all these other characters. There's not a lot of Ravens. Like yeah, I'm because we haven't gotten Revan in the big screen like we've gotten Ray and Darth Maul and right. these big characters. That's why, because the so mass you think, you think, no gonna, you think they're going to skip out on getting money? <laughs> <laughs> That's the bell. All right, next subject. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, you, guys, you guys are going back and forth now. I'm but, sorry. It was, it was just like a bunch of back and forth. No, no, it's good. We're good. But nevertheless, I, I, I. I do think that they do make a crap ton of mistakes. Otherwise, last Christmas when they dropped all the Mando stuff, there was no toy. There was no product. There was no – you couldn't find Baby Yoda anything. 
they continually drop the ball at Star Wars over and over and over again. So, I, I mean, I, I, it's hard to have faith in them at times. Yeah. All right. I mean, this is right. And you got to think like right now they got the MMO. Just last little point. They got the MMO. They got Darth Magnus out there too. They got the twins. They got all that type of stuff. It's really crazy when you get down to what could be there. I would love to see it because I think it's great. And I think they do a good job on producing a lot of that stuff already. I'm just saying, I don't think we're there yet. I think we got to, like we were saying earlier, laying out the map. I think we got like a good six, seven years before we get there. But heck, who knows? There's nothing else coming out on uh, Disney Plus. So you got to put something out. So. And they need to put something else out. So January fifteenth. Oh, oh, you never know. January fifteenth. Start that's putting all, all their movies time. on there like they're doing on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah I crazy. still think that's genius. Mm-hmm. I they like have, it, but it's pivoting. Like it's like somebody said earlier in the chat, and and like the like uh, one of the most respected people um, in comics, in my opinion, Jesse James uh, comics, is always saying. You got to pivot, right? You got to keep pivoting. What do you got to pivot to next? What do you got to pivot to next? And that's exactly what it was. It was a pivot. I like it. Uh, speaking I of pivoting, it, we do know where they're pivoting, though, is to the High Republic, unless you guys want to go on to something else. Nope, you're good. Go. All right, let's go through this. Let's go through the scans. <laughs> High Republic in this. High Republic. High. High Hi. Is that the word? High Republic. Oh, he drank again. On a <laughs> is that a wa- That's a word. I got to drink then. Okay. Huh? Some oh, now I gotta delete that fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's so everybody knows the higher public's gonna have two major comic lines. There's gonna be much more when they come out with the actual like novels, kitty books. The they're gonna do the <laughs> they're gonna do the whole <laughs> what the fuck cover is that? I'm sorry. Yeah, it gets bad. That <laughs> really bad. It gets really bad. Just wait till I explain to you about the middle cover. It's, it's horrible. It is bad. So this is the main line for Star Wars. For Star Wars, the basis the basis of this line uh, is a mess. And originally it was supposed to be a uh, six part series to introduce some characters and introduce two of the main villains because they're going to have a double villain. Uh, Greg, please tell me you're laughing at the thing in the middle. Greg, what are you laughing at? Yeah, well, left, 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 left. What? Why? Like, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I'm looking at all three of these things, and I'm like, have they like? Yep. Because obviously, we just talked about Lucasfilm, and we talked about three people who are, are very much in in the ballpark of what people want, right? There's no way what we're looking at right now is the same thing. Do you so, not see that disconnect? Do you not like? There's no. There. This is not the same thing. That's you want to hear something even crazier? Yeah. That cover on the far left is Tony Moore. Is it? Really? And it's well done. And it right. Looks, it looks. But that's not what I'm saying, man. I know. I'm saying but it's not the same product. That that's Tony Moore. You're not, not offering Moore. the same thing, are you? <laughs> So, so when I finish this, then you can explain to me. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not cutting you off. I'm saying exactly. So like when I was just being, you know, when we were having our discussion, because that's what we were having with Brian about how they're going to pull Revan up real quickly. Explain to me after this. So uh, <laughs> they're going to have two major comic book lines coming out. For all those that don't know, uh, IDW obviously has uh, – 
Yeah. The IDW uh, does have a continuity and a canon version of Star Wars. Um, There's old videos we've done on this. The guys over at CBSI have two to try to explain it to you a little bit better. But just imagine that it's one big Star Wars world. Doesn't matter which end you're in. They're going to take this part where the lady in the front is going to be the Padawan. The uh, lizard creature in the back who eventually loses an arm is going to be her trainer that might turn to the dark side. And then the knight princess to the right Mm -hmm. is going to be the um, like light side type mentor. The middle cover shows uh, one of the quote unquote big bads. Uh, This big bad, the I'm going to screw this. I've been trying to avoid the names, but hey, I've had a little bit to drink and I'm going to try to continue to mess up names. Perfect. The Dingar, which is a plant-based species. Wait, what is it? Dingar? Yeah, I don't know. It's not That's Dingar. what I call That's what I call solo. Dingar, D-R-E. Y'all, Dingar. Dingar, y'all, baby. Anyway, so this is like a plant-based species. He just runs up to everybody all day and just goes, humpy, bumpy. Humpy yeah, bumpy. yeah. Humpy, bumpy. the dingar. I'm the dingar. It's kind of like humpy, uh, it's kind of like the uh, the pet shop of horrors where they just keep expanding <laughs> the little Venus flytrap. <laughs> I know what they're gonna do there. They've actually already <laughs> in trouble with this because those twins weren't the original twins they had. They had to rewrite them and redraw them. Uh, obviously, the guy's got an arm in that picture, but he loses like he doesn't have an arm when they go to the copies to the right would be the Nile, which is not the Nihilist. Nihilist is part of the Old Republic. The Nile is like um, marauders that come from the Outer Rim. There is a semi-hierarchy to them. If we could go to the next slide. By the way, that's going to be one of the variants to the right. That's going to be the... That's a Twi'lek and a Demorian, you think? (sighs) Yeah, maybe. So, And this is almost like a Targashian here. So he's got no arm in number two. These are the prints they've already showed. This is the worst thing ever if you can expand this because he has to climb rocks and there's little fairies that try to annoy her. So this is going to be a quality book. It's going to be a quality read. Make sure you go out there and and, and get this overprinted book. Uh, as you can see in the right corner, we actually have two bad guys. I will tell you this. The bad guy to the right, who happens to be Marcion Rowe. Rowe is the last name. That's all I'm going with. R-O. I'm calling it Rowe. I'm calling him Rowe. He's the eye of eye of his uh, the Nile. They they definitely have. Okay, the guy the bad guy on the left is pretty much going to be generic. They're going to keep rotating them in because they're all plant based, and they've quote unquote studied how plants could take over populace. So good luck with that one. So you know it's just going to keep expanding. Uh, all I'm saying is if there's not galactic pirate ships made of gold floating around with Cinnatar Jedis in them, I, I don't know if I can read that. Yeah, it's going to be a tough read. So, um... <laughs> but, <laughs> but isn't isn't Charles Soule writing it? No, so Charles Soule's writing the actual book. And honestly, this is Scott who writes this, who I... I, I mean, we and like... Kevin Scott? Yeah, and obviously we like him because he does the uh, Vader's Castle stuff. But like to have him write about like, and it would be great if he was doing the like revenge of the. Um, obviously, it's got that tone, right, of like the pet horror shop, which is what you expect out of him. But like, do you want Vader Castle every day of the week for? Because now it's not a six limited piece run. Now they're running it like the whole year. Yeah, this is no longer a limited series. It's a full. It's going. Uh, it's a reoccurring series, or what do they call that? Yeah, reoccurring. I, I do like ongoing. the models. I think that's a really great idea is to, is to make those models. You know, ZBrush, 
you know, substance and Maya and all that and, and really make them presentable and, and make them real and then give them to the artists and the team. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. there's good ideas here, but this is going to be really highly printed. All of them, obviously there's like, and Fables, I, why? Fable hit on something really, uh, a really good point that Marco has brought up um, to us before uh, that I think maybe. We're gonna go, yeah, that's in the next. We're going to get to it. Fable, okay. we're going to get to it in one second. So <laughs> those expect to see those two right figures eventually show up as variant covers, probably like the design covers for one in 10. If we can go to the next slide, we're going to pass through Star I'm not. So these are the rest of the variants they are kind of showing off. Uh, also, Nick. It's like a three-tiered system there. Next slide. Aren't on the left, isn't that the supposed pirates that are coming? It's the same thing. The yeah, they're both the yeah. same, but it's like yeah. one of the Raider the Raiders have a three-tiered system and they're probably the lowest. Oh, what the hell is that thing on the right? What what alien is that? Yeah, so that's something new. I think that from Lord of the Rings. No, so uh when we get into this, actually the, I kind of do really dig the cover on the IDW stuff. There is a character that's more interesting than the thing on the right. That's of course they're doing the concept stuff for that too. They always show two characters. Very interesting though. If you look at the laugh, the black and white cover, once again, I can't roll, I'm rolling my uh, thing, but if you look at, could you circle the guy that's wearing the um, crab suit right there in the middle? Yeah, man. That looks very much like, uh, yeah, we'll get somebody's going to come later. Right. Yeah. So keep going. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So these turn out to be her two best friends. You're starting to follow two female characters in this book. If we could go to the next slide. Uh, yeah, this is a mess. So what happens is this, uh, they Whoa. start. That artwork is fantastic. It is, right? Pretty good. Whoa, that it's is something. really, really nice. Look at Yoda too. Like the IDW stuff is blowing the Marvel stuff what? out of the water. Who is the artist here? Who is the penciler here? Dude, you, you gotta, know everybody, everybody knows that I'm bad with artists, dude. I don't know any of that. Oh my I like god, that's really nice. Forehead. Yeah, no, it's really cool. There's Lots a lot of detail. Cool. There's a lot of cool things in this book. So cool. that is amazing. So these are all Padawans. Uh, the blue printed stuff is talking about those three characters, right? Lula and uh, Franz La, I guess is how you say the guy with the ears, the elfish looking guy. Those two guys you saw on, on the on the cover of the variant sketch cover. The guy that we showed you that highlighted was Court. Interesting about Court. So those are all the Padawans. On the right side, you see two female characters. One of them has force powers, but that planet is believed to like hate force users for some reason. Eventually, you gotta figure that the uh, the the plant-based species is gonna end up there. They're gonna. They originally were planning on doing the six-part series and this series, and then tying them together. I'm not quite sure they're gonna still go that route, but it seems like they might. This is obviously gonna be like. There's a lot of RIs here, um, so this might be the more interesting series. Obviously, Greg hasn't seen it before and thinks the art is better here. The one interesting part, if we can go to the next slide, you might have seen the face to that court guy again. Oh, uh, here we go. So this is where it explains it. This will be their first appearance for both these two characters. They're the two friends. Court is the one on the left that you can't read what he's saying. The one on the right is that Frazala character, which looks like an elf. And I don't know why. Next slide. Possibly in a gold <laughs> pirate ship. There so, he is. Yeah. This, yeah, this is Darth Krayt. This is yeah. Azra Het. We talk about him a lot on the on the Dark Side show because we think, <laughs> we think that we like this character. Uh, 
if you look at what he's wearing, it really does seem. What did he say? Uh, he went for a smoke yeah. and he yeah. came back just to sorry, dude. This is my social life. Sorry, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to COVID, buddy. Sorry, Lopez, we started without you. Uh so yeah, it has been pretty decent too. Uh so that so that character right there is introducing something that we haven't technically pulled back into canon yet, and that's the uh oh man, I'm really gonna screw this up. Vodarm armor, pretty much the crab armor, the crab armor, which has links to the the Vong. Um, Crate eventually wore it when they ended up capturing him and turning him into the dark side, which I think is a great way to introduce in these books, especially with Obi-Wan coming down the road. A great way to introduce Darth Crate into the atmosphere like we were talking about earlier so you can start introducing some more of these Darth characters that um, you know, they like to do. And I think that's probably, I don't think, I think it's very intentional that the Padawan has the crate or the uh, crate slash crab armor on him. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But it's definitely worth a pickup. Both covers are okay. I think the mm. second are I love the I love the link up, man. Because yeah. that, that Darth crate armor was always a mystery, right? It was always like, why does he look like that? Nobody looked like him. Yeah, yeah. And that, that whole series was great with him as a protagonist, that's for sure. But it was all sorry, antagonist, but but... You know, he, that armor, it's really cool that I just saw that artwork. I even called my kid to like come see those pencils. That yeah. was fantastic, man. I actually That's, like, I'm going to get that, you know? It, and I was laughing <laughs> at the, the effort before to draw in an audience. You know, it's like nobody, no, like this, nobody wants this. Yeah. Nobody wants that, right? It's not something anybody's calling for. Right. And you look at this stuff from idw they they have it some somebody is in is in there who's the senior editor do you know i don't i do know that marvel oversees or luke disney and lucas the senior over, editor. yeah yeah you're getting it right from the mind of a creator himself so you know it's understandable because true. somebody is calling shots here do you understand yeah. somebody's <laughs> calling Somebody's continuously pitching ideas. The library I think, I think, I think, I think. And there's somebody before publishing, somebody before they stamp it is going, I think that's a good idea too. Let's do that. That's, that's what an editor does besides check for your, 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 your fuck ups, right? An editor is going, wait a second. Maybe we're, we're missing something. Maybe we should go in a different direction. So whoever's, you got to understand there's so many ideas that are coming into this that have not made the grade, right? Yeah. So we just saw a team not make the grade. It's right. a great comparison you just brought up, man, because we just saw something that doesn't work. Nobody right. wants it. Nobody well, wants that. That's yeah. not going to no, sell. You're, it. you're absolutely dead. right. You look at that first set of books. And now and we're like, looking at wow, something that's made the grade not only once, but we're making the grade from this picture. Yeah. Somebody already said this is a good idea. And it was a good idea. Yeah. And that's why it's carrying over, right? But so yeah. who's we gotta you gotta figure out who's calling the shots on this. And then and back. And you know you can you go back covers. Can you go back to the covers? Beep, beep. But this is what I was kind of saying about this. So this is their big plans, right? Like their big plan is to take this and go across media with it too. 
Honestly, I like obviously I like Soul. I like Scott because we were the ones that were first pushing, even when it was really cheap and it's not so cheap anymore. And obviously, one of the variants is now very expensive for the yearly run on the um, Vader's Castle stuff. Like we obviously like Scott. I don't think we've ever said a bad thing about it. We like the IDW stuff. That we're huge fans of it. Um, obviously, like we like the stuff. Bob of- Shrek, the guy just the guy just typed in here, comics fan. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Bob Shrek. That makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Not not to me because I have no clue what that means. <laughs> Good job, boy. Yeah, no, not to yeah. me, not at all. But he he he's 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 a senior guy. He he knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah, nice. I would hope I would hope he's a senior guy with a title of senior editor. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like this, is, this is the point that I want to kind of address. Like Marvel, they're going to have a twenty-five outright. Like they're going to have a one twenty-five, and I'm not saying sleep on it, dude. But if that starts getting to be like Daredevil 25, do know that that, that that book is really high printed and do know that that eventually some of those characters might pull out of it. But it does seem from everything we see here and know from never this, pull out of it. What's that? No, no. <laughs> never, that never train, pull that out of train it. has to go all the way to the station. No, no yeah, pull out. Right. All the way. Ball, ball and on that note. <laughs> <laughs> but the IDW stuff, don't that it, it seems as a fan. And as Greg is an artist, obviously a, a credited artist here, that the IDW stuff Writer. is going to finally start winning the day. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, it looks yeah. great. Yeah. So make sure you guys are on the look for that. And even the A cover, it's going to be a hard cover. It's going to be a rub cover, too. Just so you know. Are we laughing at rub covers now, too? No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. You, no, we're not that, no. I'm laughing at Kyle. Part. I'm laughing at Kyle. Yeah. There you All go. All right. Uh, but be careful with that one because you know there de- there definitely is going to be a lots of rub going on with that. So try to get there, try to get them to pull it before it comes out of the box. Those IDW books, a lot of times they're in kitty sections too. They're trash. Yeah. They just get so trash, which is unfortunate. Um, the RI is like a one in ten. I'm not 100 percent sold on the RI, but RIs from IDW. If you haven't been watching, they're see- they are they've been creeping and before. The Vader one creep. There's been a lot of RIs that have come out of IDW that have done really well. Star Wars fans are on top of those, and they 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 will go pay a premium for it. Um, so do that. Yep, that's all I got. I guess. <laughs> nice. That's an awesome, awesome Star Wars talk. Thank you. You hate Star Wars, don't you? You're probably a Trekkie. <laughs> Trekkie. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, he is. Oh, <laughs> Live male, long and prosper. Male, yeah, Go beam yourself up somewhere, dude. Mail him a red shirt. <laughs> red shirt guy. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I got on High Republic. That's how it is. You know, there's going to be a bunch of books. We'll see what it is. They're gonna. There's going to be so many new characters that they keep pushing into that because they have to. There's what six books with all new characters in every like novel slash kitty book slash choose your own adventure. They're going to have to, and they all have different people in it, and they're going to have to migrate all those in eventually to the comics. I just think IDW might be the winner on this one. Yeah, but, time to agree. There you go. Typical D. Why is he connected? <laughs> Wonder World Comics is on. Yeah. Is no, on hey, he's from, hey, he's from Michigan. I know him. I've uh, heard okay. him before, like. Dude, he's got it. He, he, we, we, he just thinks to sit around, don't watch Star Wars, and don't go to strip clubs. Hey, he's not. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of right. I watched Rise of Skywalker today for the first oh. time. No, you. I told I'm you. I'm so sorry. 
bad. <laughs> he did. He did. We were putting a show together. He's like, man, I'm halfway through Rise of Skywalker. I got to get off this shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Finally got to see it. I'm not a big movie guy. Trying to give himself the Vulcan neck pinch while he was doing it. <laughs> it wasn't quite the neck pinch. Are they doing this on Marvel? I, I respect the Wonder World. I respect World. Real quickly, are they? I think they're doing this. I think they're doing this through IDW. I think they're doing an IDW book on this, aren't they? <laughs> they should. It would sell. <laughs> respect. No, no, no. I'm like legit. Think that I think I think they're doing it through IDW, and then they'll probably just remove. You guys crazy. You shouldn't mess with the click, man. The click I know. I didn't realize they are. Yeah. How long did you see coming? So I just saw the question in the chat. How long do you think before Marvel does launch a Mando book? Too no, much. it's in the works. I think IDW is about to release um like a limited series on it, and then they're going to do a probably Marvel by the end of the year. Before three, will probably have to come out with a, a full a full book linking some of that stuff up. I mean, interesting enough, like. Sorry. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Interesting enough. I think you see what they're doing with the bounty hunter thing. And, you know, solo Wookiee's going to hate it, but I'm going to mention again, 1313. And, you know, when you see that going on, you kind of see maybe what they're going to do before Revan. Um, Cause they've been, that's the one thing they've Wait, been. Are we back to this again? Come full circle again. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but finish it. Finish thought. We're good. Do I have to go? No, 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 go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish. There's no argument here. Go ahead and finish. So, like, you've seen, <laughs> unlike just dropping us. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Next topic. We're not talking. Go ahead and finish. Go ahead and finish. Marco. Go ahead. Did just to do that. I, need to I did. I did. Go ahead. <laughs> More importantly, Dave likes 1313. No, shut up. It's like 1313. <laughs> They're going to do 13. And everybody loves bounty hunter and scoundrels. So they're going to do 1313. I mean, no, they got, they're not. They're not. They're not going to. Nobody pay so, attention. We'll talk right about now. thirteen thirteen in a couple of weeks on our uh, our little show, but they're going to. Do- and don't. don't sorry, talk. I didn't have a button. That's all right. Go ahead. We're, I'm done. <laughs> Hit the button. What no, else? There's seven of us. I'm going right? to let Let's you finish. Can I, can I just do a quick, like, little, like, random thing right now? Yeah. Go ahead. There's seven Please. of us, right? So there should be seven Avengers, right? That's like the team team size. They never go over seven, right? Is that true? So can each one of us give who we think should be in the Avengers? Oh, another six. Somebody jumped out. There we go. Like just put a random person? Another seven. There we go. Kyle's back. He laughed. He liked it. So let's start with Matt, and we'll go across the lines to the bottom to Brian, and then we can add what our Avengers team would be. So, Matt, you're first. <laughs> you're the linchpin, buddy. Don't I'm gonna fuck have this to, up. I, I'm going to have to go Venom. Eddie Brock. Venom. In okay. an Avengers team? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, it's my turn. I'm going to go with uh, the bastard son of Baron Mordo. So, Marco, you're up. I fucking hate the Avengers. Um... <laughs> Uh, I'm still stuck on Venom. Please send all hate mail to Marco at Tales <laughs> from the Dark Side. Never liked any of them. Never liked the. Never liked the. I'm an X Men person, so um. Event- so put an X Men on there. A- add an X. That's what I was gonna do. <laughs> you Venom. Venom gets in there. I don't yeah. even know how. Yeah, we, but- we got Venom and a bastard. And you know, you know who I'd like to see in it? Who? Uh, well, there's like God, now. There's like four people I want. Just to see. one. 
I just okay. I'll take, I'll take multiple man because then you get Lila in there. Hey, multiple man. Okay, stop. Let's go solo wiki. Let's go, man. Oh, oh my gosh! Look at Kyle. Holy shit, he's thinking hard right now. He's just like I, 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 take, I thought he was taking oh, down. Such a hard choice. <laughs> um, uh, IDW doesn't take the money on that, I, so you know, Dennis. It's God damn, that's hard. Is speaking low. <laughs> Anyone? Are you serious? I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Mystique in there. Mystique. Okay, so yeah, we got Venom, a uh, uh, weak little team. sorcerer, uh, multiple man, Mystique, Kyle. Let's go, man. Save us, Kyle. Who? Magneto. He's a Magneto. Magneto. Holy jeez. Okay. That, yeah, we got somebody serious <sighs> in the in the mix now. Okay, Magneto. <sighs> Corbin, let's go, man. Lobo. Um, say, say Lobo. Don't say Lobo. <laughs> Lobo. Say a squirrel, squirrel girl. Get out of here. She's unbeatable, man. She's unbeatable. <laughs> I removed him. I removed him for that. No, that's awesome. All right. Brian, man. I, I, I gotta make this I all go come back together. to my favorite time during the Avengers oh, was God. New Avengers. <laughs> and and yeah. I know this is a cheesy pick for what just happened, but okay. I really liked when Sentry was on the team. Whoa, okay. That's a good one. So, Magneto and Sentry. So one telepath kills our whole team. But all right, guys, we did well. <laughs> that's 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 I our like Avengers. that random break. Thank you for that. That that yeah. broke it up a little bit. That was interesting. No problem. Like, hey, what if we put Puck in there? <laughs> I'll Puck take Puck. Go make that like team that. Awesome, John. Puck I was I was gonna say Puck. Kite Man, but hell yeah. Thank God for Puck. Like, yeah. you know, what happened to Puck? Where is he? What's he doing? He you know, like that's right. Like he's yeah, yeah, I don't know. He's out there combing Sasquatch and like seeing what's going on. <laughs> oh, he had got- such a great story. Puck's story was amazing because he actually was a huge guy, yeah. and then he like in like took this razor mystique thing like like that he had to con- like and because he was a midget it shrunk him for some reason and he was always in constant pain so not only was killer. he a midget but they made him a midget in pain which made it that much better <laughs> but he also like he also was, was like a circus clown like robin or something too he had like that circus clowny type thing where he no he was like a like an espionage guy in the Middle East or something. And then it was like a mystical thing, like the Crimson Bands of Cataract, like the gem that the Juggernaut got, except he got this like evil thing he had to contain that shrunk his form. Why was he always jumping on his hands though? Like, because he was little. Yeah, I know, but like, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) He could roll. Because he was little. Oh man, you just a little guy. He he was little. <laughs> hey, Grizzle Geek, Geek, who's the sixth? Tell me who the sixth best comedian is, because we know Darth Lopez already said Bret Hart's number one. <laughs> Grizz, you're killing me. That's awesome. Fourteen. That's <laughs> <laughs> wild. This is the wild. Pop Guild. Oh man, that is. Oh, <laughs> I like it. That's Alpha. They need to bring Alpha uh, them back. They need to bring him back. What was it? It's the Sasquatch. It was Sasquatch, Captain Canuck. No, it was no Captain Canuck. That was a different guy. No, it was Sasquatch. Yeah, they're all Canadian. Vanguard. Oh, yeah. Uh, the yeah. Shaman guy. Yeah, that's enough. Puck. <laughs> Sasquatch. 
and there was a guy named Box. Remember, he was like a guy in a wheelchair with no legs. Lockheed and, and uh, like, Kitty Pride. Those were X Men. Oh, yeah, right. but didn't they didn't they go over there, or was that some some other team that she went? No, on? the Alpha Flight and X Men were like linked. Mm-hmm. Because, I know, but uh, wasn't she part of the team for a little while, or was that some no. other team? Yeah. No, they were uh, never shot you down, Brian. Did, no, did they have uh, they had the night the night kid in there? The uh, what is it? <laughs> the guy that used to wear the white and black all the time, and wasn't he the first guy to get married to another dude? Yes, you're right, Paul. Um, what was his name again? Paul Corbin. Uh, huh? What was what? <laughs> North Star? Yes, North Star. Yes, North Star and his sister Aurora. And then they had a superpower where if they touched, they would explode in light. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. These comments. I got to know, Grizz, who is number one? Vindicator, if yes. Wonder World Comics. Say yes. freaking Celine Dion. Oh, Darth Lopez already said it. He said it was Bret Hart, man. Yeah, Bret Hart's number one. Shooter. No, he changed it to Greg. <laughs> the Anvil? Nice. After Puck? Nice. All right, uh, what else do we got? No love for and Chris on, Jericho. And on that no, note, yeah. let's close up shop. Yeah, I think we got close up shop. <laughs> <laughs> or star, yeah. All right, guys, I hope you had we, Yes, I thank everybody for coming out and hanging out with us for episode one. I think wow. it was a I think it was a good time for us. I think we had fun. I hope you guys had fun. And Alanis Morrison is three. Um, <laughs> Neil, thank you all you guys for hanging better. out all night. And we appreciate it. Kept it lit, y'all. That kept it lit. <laughs> Make sure to check out Tales over. from the Dark Side tomorrow, right okay. here on the Flipside channel. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, we'll do something for you guys out there. Make sure gotcha to, uh, the yeah, pick your guys up a copy of The Rascals and support Greg and independent creators as well as uh, Reagan. Like and subscribe. Yeah, make sure to like, subscribe. Yeah. If you guys had a great time tonight, chat like we said earlier, chat's fire. Make sure that that like button, subscribe to the channel for Let's more. Get a like for DC, come on, y'all. Give Ryan Corbin Reynolds is number two. <laughs> the Corbin train, beep beep. That's the like train. Come well, no, on, no, 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 no. Rick Moranis is number three. Oh, and, hey, get that guy. Get the whoever hit Rick Moranis. You better. That's he's a national treasure. We yeah. he got arrested. They already got him. Okay, good. Get that guy. Um. 50-50 for DC, by the way. This is core. If we got. <laughs> I wish we had a 50-50. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time.